Now you don't have to be all formal You know You Grant. can curse You can give a <laughs> chive You can speak your mind Do you want to give a fuck that Just to get us started Lisa Okay then Fuck that Yeah there we go. We're <laughs> off out of And we're off <laughs> And that's why We're straight talking mental health Simple as Straight talk Mental health Straight talk Mental health Straight talk Mental health The mind is a terrible thing this is Straight Talking Mental Health. We're all about tackling mental health issues and the reason we're straight talking mental health is that we'll just cut to the point and tackle these issues head on. My name is Peter Dunn and his name is... Alan Clark. So this week we're straight talking allergies and the effects allergies can have on the mental health of people who suffer from allergies and the parents of kids who have allergies as well. You know, some people might be thinking, listening to this, ah, it's only allergies, what's the big deal? The big no. deal is that <laughs> you or your child could be minutes away from death if they do something as simple as eat the wrong food, you know, uh, or, or have their food cross-contaminated by something else, you know. But later on, we'll be chatting to Lisa Nolan. Lisa featured on a documentary recently with her daughter, Hallie, who suffers from allergies. And you'll hear firsthand what effect allergies have. And hopefully by the end of this podcast, you'll know a little bit more. and uh, You'll be able to look out for others as well. You know, anxiety is a big thing associated with allergies. Um, have you ever seen anyone with that link, Alan? No. No, it's never, it's never, it's never presented itself. Um, I think, I think it's it's probably treated strictly from a medical point of view. Yeah, do this, do that, take that cream, take that tablet. No, good luck. Yeah, um, and you know, I think I think little consideration is given um, uh, on on the mental health aspect of that. Like, yeah. what what impact does it have when you witness your child's throat closing up? You know what? And your what health fucking impact is yeah. that going to have? When mm-hmm. you're in, yeah, like it's scary you know it's definitely you know I think people will people will come away from this episode informed mm. and maybe <laughs> a little bit scared you know <laughs> to, to, to consider that or but consider, it, it is scary though yeah oh, Jesus you know, know and that's it and I think the key part there is like you know this isn't we're, we're not talking like a, a gluten intolerance it's not talking where you get diarrhea mm-hmm. <laughs> for the for the evening like like this is in the presence of a peanut you die. You know, and we've, all, we've all had and that. And you're not we've scaremongering, had, you know what I mean? No, that's, this is like, that's it. That's the reality. And we've all had yeah. that on the, you know, um, on an airplane or something. There'll oh, be no stop. peanuts because, yeah. and everyone's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, but get fucking. I've, I've heard of stories before where people are going, I have a right to eat these packet of peanuts from Dublin to London for 40 minutes. And I have a, so I'm going to exercise my, get the fuck over yourself. Mm-hmm. Get over yourself. Mm-hmm. You can do it without fucking peanuts. You know, put it this way. It's the equivalent of somebody having a heart attack on the footpath and you kicking them out of the way going, I have a right to stand here. It's public property. Mm. Well, <laughs> yeah. what, like, obviously, you, you live with this, but for, for mm. people that don't know, what is that? Like, I mean, this is, you know, a particle. And obviously, the air is recycled in, in airplanes. Mm-hmm. Particle of peanuts. Someone's eating peanuts. That gets recycled. Yep. You don't have to eat a peanut to have no. the allergy. Um, when you think about it, uh, how small is a peanut? Mm. One hundredth of that could be fatal to somebody. One hundred of a peanut. Mm. You know, like if you crushed up a peanut, would you get a hundred pieces out of it? You know, so that's how lethal it is, mm. you know. And it's not only peanuts, there's a load of other, other allergies we will get into. But, you know, um, we were just talking before the podcast about this. And, you know, one of the biggest aspects of this is people aren't 
treated for their shock from a mental health point of view. You know, mm. a reaction is trauma. You know, we were just mm. saying there, it's the equivalent of being in a car crash, having an anaphylactic shock, because, you know, if you survive the car crash, okay, you've nearly died. Mm. You have to come to terms with that. You survive an anaphylactic shock. You've nearly died. You have to come to terms with that. And I, uh, you've never heard of anybody seeking mental health uh, support uh, no. from allergies or anaphylactic no. shock or maybe, anything like maybe that. Maybe there's other services that cater directly to it, but it's definitely never, never presented. I've never heard of it either. Yeah. And that's why, that's why we need to do this. We need to mm. raise a bit of awareness about that's this. It, and, right? That's uh, what we're here for. And we'll chat to Lisa shortly. Really looking forward to chatting to Lisa. And mm. Uh, mm. if you haven't already, you can check us out on social media. We're on Twitter at SCRA Talking Pod. Get us on Facebook, Instagram, or you can click our cool website, scmhpodcast.com. And as we've seen in the past, by sharing the pages, sharing the podcast, telling your story, you know, you can help us reach more people. And the more we reach, the more we can help uh, we had a bit of correspondence during the week did we yeah we had a message from Fraser then during the week just wanted to drop you a quick message and say I came across the potty the potty is, potty. That, is that a thing cool. is that what the kids are saying it is now yeah yeah or is he calling us proddies or paddies or parodies <laughs> 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 yeah yeah uh, so I came across the potty yesterday while I was looking for new ones to listen to and I'm hooked quality stuff great crack and have a lot of time for discussion of fragile subjects being met with open arms and comforting humour 10 out of 10 would recommend to a friend. Ah, oh, thanks Man, so Fraser, much. Thanks very much. Fraser, Appreciate cool name, that. by the way. What a cool yeah, name. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Fraser Morgan. Fraser Morgan. Say, that's some fucking name. Fraser's a musician. You can check him out on Instagram. Fraser Morgan UK. F-R-A-S-E-R. He really UK. should be like a, an American sports commentator. Now yeah. let's cross Fraser over Morgan. Fraser Morgan. Hi, guys. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, what the we're Atlanta looking at here, I mean, the is, uh, <laughs> I mean, this defense is just being tore apart here. You know, they're, <laughs> they're just going. They're, they're missing tackles left, right, and center. Back to you. Thanks, Fraser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> now let's Ad. go to a commercial break. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ad, yeah. Oh, and the only thing that was in between ads was that piece that Fraser said. <laughs> yeah. Um, come here. Let me ask you. Ask how was the um, the news kind of settled with yourself? Not the news, but the, um, you know, last week you obviously revealed your um, your autism assessment, and you are yeah. officially autistic. Officially, you're carrying the card. How how does yeah. it feel now? The the news has kind of digested a bit more. Yeah, it's 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 all over the place with a man, to be honest. Because you know, part of it, I think I think I mentioned it last week was you know where do I begin and or where do I end and the autism you know who am i mm. you know what's me what's what's the autism traits it's 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 difficult around that side of it um just kind of reassessing and you know looking back over things and go oh yeah that that's that that's the i was just going to say that's, do you think about the past and history and relationships yeah, and yeah, yeah. was that oh, I know. the autism yeah you know? I, and i know i know 100% it's it's you know, gone undiagnosed. It's caused one hundred percent arguments in every relationship I've been in. Like, uh, you know, one of the things with autism is you don't like change and plans being changed and things like that. And mm. you know, hundred percent, it's always been an issue. Like, you know, mm. I said, like, well, you said you're going to do it, and uh, uh, a big thing around autism as well is you know this fairness and black and white kind of thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, you know, I was like, no, no, well, you said you were going to do that. Yeah. And you're not doing it and you said you were going to do it um, and you know obviously that causes arguments and it's like that wasn't me like that was uh, I didn't I didn't know like it's um, Do you find yourself having a bit of sympathy for the other people involved? 
not that you, yeah. you should feel guilt for yeah, autism yeah. absolutely not but you find yourself going you know they didn't notice well if I didn't know they didn't know yeah they didn't know yeah you know yeah, yeah well I think a, a large part there's a lot of for me there's a lot of sadness around it all like mm. of how how long this went I mean like I'm 44 on Sunday like we're, we're recording on Thursday so, you know I'm 44 years happy birthday yeah it's yours, man kick in the door wave in the fofo um, all you heard were slippers were waiting at the door <laughs> <laughs> and what garden specials have Lidl got this week yeah. <laughs> I tell you man I might get back on the mic and fucking there's, there's something in there there is yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, now it's a kind of sadness for all of that that you know if I had been known and consideration had been given of going oh look yeah okay I need to and which is what Ashing is so amazing at you know um like this is kind of one of my smiles is that you know she was texting me there during the week she goes, oh I found this guy on, on YouTube you know and I was like oh, what do you mean like oh I've just been doing some research on, on Asperger's and stuff like that I'm like holy fucking shit like wow. and I'm like you know well did you see anything that's relatable or any of the behaviours that you see in me she's like yeah I don't care about that like I don't want you know it's, it's just I want to know how your mind works mm-hmm. um, and and you know she's really meeting me in that place and you know if those Things were known in the past. It's like, okay, he's not just being a prick. Um, you know, I just need to deliver this of going, look, maybe given the information, yeah. this is going to happen, or, you know, oh, I won't be able to do that. I'm really sorry, whatever it may have been. Um, you know, situations would have been, would have been, would have been different. But can I, sh- can I flip that for a second? Yeah. Let's say, you know, you're saying you're, you're turning 44. Let's say 40 years ago you were diagnosed with uh, mm. autism. Then what do you think would happen? Well, I would have got a lot more help in maths class. <laughs> but it, it, I, I, I don't know, dude. I, I don't like know what 40 would, yeah, years ago, nothing, you would probably be pushed into maybe, let's call it a special school. You know, and know, it, you know you, you'd be put on, under the umbrella of people with all sorts of different issues, mm. not being treated properly. You know, you were talking, really loved the way you described it last week about, you know, autism have different colours and within that colours there's shades mm. of colours and all that kind of mm. stuff. But 40 years ago, did the people know about this and did they treat it properly or would you have grown up thinking there's something wrong with me? Yeah, well, I always grew up thinking there was something wrong with me. But if somebody says <laughs> yeah. to you there's something yeah. wrong with you, you know, you kind of, you take that on yourself. But yeah, now, well, well, obviously now like? people know how to deal with it. But yeah, 40 years ago, well, would you it would have been, been remedial class or something? Mm. You know, you might have gone. But like, and this this has been the difficulty for me is because I'm, you know, I, I've hidden it so well and because I've adapted so well. Um, like I said it uh, said it to Ashling or I said it to someone there recently of um, like you know I, I don't relate to, to people with Asperger's uh, and stuff as much now of you know having meltdowns or anything like that or freaking mm. out and I said Ashling I don't freak out I freak in <laughs> no, <laughs> I go I turn it. inward yeah. you know mm-hmm. and that's 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 how I manage it I will I shut down I, I, I turn in on myself mm-hmm. um, you know even even the likes of playing golf you know every golfer you know you get frustrated and the boys would say to me and they'd say to me the whole time oh, you can see you I walk off I'll walk off on my own um, you know I'd be kicking the bollocks on myself on my own head going for fuck's sake da, 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 da. Mm. I'll get a handle on that and then I'll come back and I'll start talking to the lads again and I'll, and I'll start playing but I, I, I'll isolate myself you know I'll, I'll turn it all in on myself mm-hmm. rather than you used to do that before gigs did I? yeah I like I maybe a minute or so before we're due to go on stage, 
you used to kind of go off into a corner or something. And I thought, oh, maybe Alan's kind of psyching himself up or something. You know, mm. everybody has their own kind of thing mm. to do. Mm. But yeah, I noticed you used to do that. Oh, see, there you go. Stuff there I didn't go, even yeah. know. Yeah. Well, I know what I do. I, I know one thing I definitely do when I'm acting. Um, while the curtains are closed, I always just go out and I just sit on the stage. I just take in that energy of the of the stage and just mm. kind of sit there. Uh, that's that's a very deliberate thing I do when I'm acting. But yeah, there you go. Mm. Things I didn't even I didn't even know. I, wow, I yeah. know I did. Like you know, um, yeah. And but you know, a lot of a lot of stuff starts to make sense like that. You know, I've always I'm, like even basic basic maths like it's really difficult for me. Like mm-hmm. um, even like a supervision the other day, and I was. So yeah, we go with the three weeks, and uh, I was like, oh, so on one, do you count on one? Is that is that the one, or is it two, three? So does that include this week? And so, you know, I was like, mm. what have you got there? What, what is it, Tony? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I struggle, I struggle with with things like that. Like mm. you know, just trying to come up with this concept, at this visualize it in my head and mm. you know it's uh, but like you say you struggle with maths but I've, I've always found you and I've said it to you before to be a very intelligent person mm, mm. but well, you, that, you, that, you probably kick the bollocks out of yourself when it comes to maths well I, I, I always said and it was a funny thing um, I remember I've always said and, and there is actually a name for it because I, I remember reading in one of the autism groups for kind of numerical dyslexia <laughs> you know I'm just shit at maths like, and I always have been mm-hmm. and then I was like oh hang on I remember having this realisation about two years ago uh, you know I always got the right answer I just didn't do it the way you're supposed to do it yeah so technically it was wrong well you didn't follow this formula yeah but, but you, I would have you got there come in the back door at it yeah, yeah. but technically okay. it was wrong because you didn't do it and you weren't able to demonstrate that, but I still got I still got my own answer on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing; it's just going okay. Well, that's just the way. That's just I, the way I think that kind of works. that defines autism, really, isn't it? I can get yeah. to the I can get to the finish line, but mm. I'll just I'll go a different way than you do. The call uh, there was a read as a kind of uh, alien on Earth. I think is how they, they kind of describe it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're an observer. Who are these people? I don't fit yeah. in. I'm not one of these. You know, I said it, my my description has always been Northern Ireland. That's, yeah. that's what I've always felt like. You know, part of the UK, but they're not really. They don't really give a fuck about you uh, because you've no industry that they're interested in now. Um, part of Ireland, the island of Ireland, which are the six counties. You know, mm-hmm. it's you're kind of not really. And I, yeah. I've spoken, I remember speaking to a few people from the north years ago on doing acting classes, young, you know, early 20s. Um, and kind of not, kind of not having that kind of identity. Yeah. Of what are we? You know, are we just Northern Irish, or you know, because we're not part of the, we're not part of England, the U, that part of the UK, mainland UK. Yeah. We're not really considered Irish, and and that's that's always been my my description of it as I as I came across it a few months ago and I started putting those pieces together of well, this is what I feel like. It's just it's just that ability to adapt, and that's why I'm you know why it was undiagnosed for so long and this would have gone undiagnosed without mm-hmm. doing what I do and absolutely yeah. knowledge around it I go mm-hmm. oh, actually hang on a second um, and I would have lived my life and I remember looking at a, a YouTube video that guy that um, Ashing uh, recommended um, and he was saying like oh when people think of high function autism you know they think of you know this that 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 he said when I think of a high function autism what I think is I think of a guy in his 50s that has lost his job, has lost his wife, and is living on his own, and he can't assimilate back into society. That's that's 
you know, an adult with high functioning autism or Asperger's mm. because everything that kept him afloat is gone. Mm-hmm. And now what happens? Yeah. yeah that That's the difference. Mm. So, yeah, it's 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 been a lot to consider. There's a lot more. I actually have a, have a follow-up support um, session uh, today. Oh, good. Um, and, you know, I've been considering, you know, who to tell or what to tell. And I was even talking about it in therapy there yesterday. I was like, well, you know, I, like, I don't know if I'll tell my parents. And well, why would that be? I was like, because I don't know how to describe it. I don't know how to explain it to them. You know, and one of the one of the one of the strengths I have, and you know, people on the podcast or whatever, and giving workshops, I can explain complex things in a way that people understand. But I haven't wrapped my head around this. Okay. So I can't explain it to someone. That's fair you know, enough. It's yeah. Einstein. If you, if you can't explain it to a four-year-old, you don't understand it well enough. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I'm at now. I don't understand it well enough. I don't know where, what's me, what's what's Asperger's, what's, you know, <laughs> what is this? How do you yeah. describe it? Because, as I, as I mentioned last week, I don't relate to a lot of your stereotypical quotation marks people with autism mm-hmm. that you can look at them and go ah yeah that lad's a bit odd like or yeah mm. even if you didn't know what autism was you go ah yeah he's a bit he's a bit you know you, you'd know mm. um, but you probably wouldn't know which actually kind of leads into uh, which which leads into me royal uh, this week of having a discussion with someone around it and nearly feeling I had to justify the diagnosis and explain everything that I did to say no this this is what I do and they mm. were, yeah, but you know, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd like that myself now, or I'd do that. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, fuck, I kept having a feeling like I had to keep coming back with, yeah, but what do you do when it's not, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, oh, well, I, you know, and I, you know, and I didn't like having to admit it, but it was kind of the thing of last week because I don't want people looking out for it, like, um, of the eye mm. contact, um, you know, great listening. But when I'm talking, I'm, I'm all over the place. And was, Are you more conscious of it now than you ever were? Um, the eye contacting. Yeah, yeah. But I, I sort of name it to people that I that I that I be talking. To. It's like, well, even if you look at me now, like I'll be, you know, looking around the room. But that's whatever, under my yeah. control because yeah. I'm putting it to them. I'm 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 giving them the information. Mm-hmm. Whereas the danger, the danger, the, the the thing for me is, well, that's what people are looking out for now. Oh yeah, look at him. He's not. You know, mm-hmm. he's, making, he's not making the eye contact. Uh, yeah, you don't want to no be defined one, by it. Yeah, exactly. No mm. one would have said that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was saying, like, you know, when with the eye contact, I'm great when I'm listening to people, but when I'm talking, I don't make the eye contact, uh, and I'm conscious I'm doing it now. I'm looking out the windows as we're talking, and mm-hmm. um, I was like, oh yeah, but I'd often find like you know if I'm thinking, I'd be looking away. I was like, yeah, thinking and looking up into the up, up into the sky. You go, yeah. Um, Oh yeah, that was the, that was the last hard. Two completely you re- different. You re- things, re-engage yeah. differently with the conversation. Yeah, so, true. Yeah, yeah. So I think having and look, I'm sure it'll it'll become a thing as well of having to do it again in the future. But mm. nearly having to justify why I'm autistic or what I do that makes me autistic. Yeah. Well, as uh, you say, you have to wrap your head around it first. Like it's mm, a lot to mm. wrap your head around before you can explain to somebody else. I mean, I think at this early stage, it's the equivalent of. Um, reading Shakespeare to somebody and trying to explain it while you're only reading it off the book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, what does yeah, that no, mean? You're right. Couldn't fucking tell you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's I am what it says in the book. What's that? Oh, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I like the way you segged into your smiles and royals there brilliantly. Jesus, that's that's amazing. Tell you, I, need, I need to up with the professionalism now that you're, that you're stepping out. Aha, there you <laughs> go. Yeah, yeah you've for, been working on it. Pe- Good stuff. For people that... Uh, for people that didn't hear at the end of last week's because I was only thinking about that there's a lot of, lot of podcasts I listen to and wants to kind of cue in at the end is like yeah that's done <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah skip that bit it's like you're only flogging something now um, <laughs> so do you want you know for people at the start of this one mm-hmm. you know to give them the information if they didn't catch it at the end of last week's one yeah so basically um, no I'm just going to take a bit of time out from the podcast in the next while so I'm going to do maybe one a month and uh, it's just work is getting busy uh, life is getting busy and it's just you're looking for somewhere to kind of cut back time wise mm, and unfortunately mm. this is it I mean I do two jobs you know you're kind of looking around going where can I save time okay it's going to have to be here now I love this podcast I absolutely do and I'm, I'd be buzzing doing it right now I really love it mm. and I'd, I really look forward to it you know mm. but and I'm, I'm going to miss it in a sense you know but at the same time I, I need to think of myself I need to think of everyone else uh, I'm not stopping doing this because I love this and I love the reaction we get from people I love the fact that it's helped a lot of people so I'll I'll be here I'll be here once a month and uh, Michelle is going to be coming in Michelle McGuire mm-hmm. and uh, Michelle was uh, fantastic on a podcast we had a with her a few months ago talking about work-life balance and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward I'm looking forward to sitting back and listening like everyone else you know that <laughs> it, it's a, a, in a weird kind of voyeuristic way same as I am today I'm, I'm looking <laughs> when back. Lisa comes on yeah because <laughs> I have no expertise in that area and we'll look and that's it and Lisa will Lisa will tell us a lot like mm. but you know I'm, I'm looking forward to just kind of going oh okay give me what you got you know, yeah, just but, listen, uh, so. yeah, as yeah. a listener, as a listener, <laughs> not, not yeah. Oh, this, oh, yeah, I must, yeah, oh, yeah. there was a click here, yeah, yeah, yeah. should have fixed this or whatever, you know. But mm. like, that's it, there's a lot of work in the podcast. Like, you know, you, your, your first decision you make when you start a podcast is we'll have chats, we'll have banter, we'll have great crack, and that's fine, and that's the best part. But there's the editing. You know, there's the reaching out to people, there's the guests mm, and people mm. wanting to come on and talk to you and you talking to them and, you know, myself and yourself are chatting back and forth and that and, um, you know, chatting with Emer as well. We're trying to come up with ideas and bits and bobs and, you know, it, it kind of it goes on all the time. You know what I mean? It's yeah. um, it's it's just something that that happens all the time. And, you know, we could be talking about eight o'clock in the morning, could be talking about eight o'clock at night, you know, on mm. WhatsApp or whatever, mm. you know, and it's just something. And then uh, you're scrambling if a guest fucking cancels. That's it. And a guest can cancel. <laughs> you know, you have no happens, idea what you know? goes on in the background. Absolutely. I know yeah. I, I had to cancel a guest there a few weeks ago because uh, with a sick child in the house. So couldn't record at that time the guests couldn't record at the the time we uh, we were going mm. to record and look it's mm. it's it's just life it's shit that happens you know mm. but uh, no like I, I do I want to keep this up you know as I said to you once a month and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to just sitting back listening but I'm looking forward to um, kind of focusing on my once a month as well and saying right you know this is what I'm going to do here and this is just mm. what we'll talk about or whatever but you know I'll still be here chipping away in the background but um, you know I, I have to look after myself yeah. there you go I think people are going to miss you I know the chat with a client the other day I was like oh Peter's gone I was like yeah, oh no she'd always mention the podcast every week and I'm like yeah I couldn't really say it ah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, yeah we got and, and we had uh, Jess uh, Jess had commented on on the podcast, really enjoyed this podcast. Fair play to Alan on being so open and honest about your diagnosis. I did have a great laugh at the Tom Cruise Rain Man joke, though. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that <laughs> was great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks, Jess. Thank you so yeah. much. 
yeah. Um, yeah fair Actually, play to that... Nicky for that. That was brilliant. <laughs> 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 yeah, for anyone for anyone that didn't catch it last week, as I, as I described, and I let my brother know. Uh, I got a, a WhatsApp message back on. Does this make me Tom Cruise? And I was like, the fuck is he on about? And when I said it to you last week, you got it immediately. Uh, I was like, that's fucking Tom Cruise. Huh? <laughs> oh, fucking rain, man. <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. Yeah. Um, but actually, the, one, of the, one of the smiles around it has been the feedback around it, which I was like, what the fuck? Like, you know, hmm. like that, that, that comment from Jess and... Um, the comment there from Andrew as well, I think. Yeah, Andrew. That, Andrew yeah. always. Andrew has been in contact with a good bit. Andrew was a psychiatric nurse, I believe, wasn't he? Um, and, um, I think did he retrain to become a psychiatric nurse? I'm not sure. Or was yeah, that somebody else? Retired. Sorry, yeah, Andrew. No, I think yeah, psychiatric nurse in one shape or form. Anyway, Andrew. Once again, a very formative episode. This is around last week's episode on community. Many, many thanks. There's so much to learn about mental health. You guys and your guest presenters are doing great work. Keep it up. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Andrew. Speaking of uh, last week, um, mm. fair play to Sarah for coming on and mm. giving us an idea what it's like to do uh, to work within a community, you know, in the mm. mental health aspect there. And you know, Sarah is just she. Sarah is the kind of person that I'd imagine doesn't have a whole lot of time for herself because she gives time to everybody else. Well, I think that's that's the importance for her um, in the in the running and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Sarah's one of these fuckers, like you're like. Oh fucking hate you like you know you just you started off doing a bit of a 5k and now you're doing fucking marathons oh I hate fucking people like that fuck off yeah <laughs> are people who can get off the couch and run a marathon you're like yeah, what yeah, happened yeah, to me yeah. you know yeah. Jesus I'm really joking Sarah yeah. um, but the, the great thing about Sarah is you know she's passionate you know yeah. she believes in what she's doing and you know I, I've said it on the podcast before I'm passionate about people that are passionate I love listening to anyone don't give a fuck what they're talking about as long as they're passionate about it yeah. I listen to I listen to anything and you know, she. I don't think that the town realised the work that, that she does, um, whether it's around the food bank or like that, uh, coercing people in to support and stuff mm. like that, you know. It's, yeah. She is, she is great like that. Um, and, yeah. and she sent me, she sent me a message uh, last night. I was like, what the fuck is she? <laughs> What's she on about? Um, she's got to listen, she's got to listen to the podcast. Come here, proud to know you. And fair play and discussing it openly. I was like, what, coming out of the closet? <laughs> <You're>, you <know. laughs> Your inner Hoffman watching Jeopardy at 6pm. I'm like, what? It's like Rain Man quote. I was like, fucking hell, I miss another Rain Man. <laughs> Did you ever see that film, no? <laughs> I seen it years ago, yeah, yeah. No, grandma, my grandma, sitting by the... Wasn't that Rain Man? That was the song. I, I, I've never seen Rain Man. But I, course, I've heard of, of it so much that yeah. I, I know the references to it and everything. Yeah. It's like Star Wars and all that kind of stuff. You know, you've, <laughs> I, I know, know they're I know out there. I know they exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and a message then from from Gail around it, and like I said, this is like, what the fuck? Why, why are your people going on about this? Like, I didn't. Um, oh, actually, now that now that uh, I mentioned Gail, uh, Gail's son got the color blindness glasses. Did you get them yet? They still haven't arrived. No, her her, her son, her son <laughs> has had them, and she said they really helped. Really? Um, yeah. Now these are sunglasses. They're not yeah, like, prescription yeah. glasses around them. But yeah, yeah I, I find myself. I'm like an owl fella at the window, looking to see if the postman has dropped the package outside, <laughs> or I think it's UPS due to drop it. And you're going, yeah. and people must be looking at me, going, "Look at that nosy old fuck mm. peering out the window." You know what I mean? <laughs> Curtain twitcher. I just want to see if the he package was out in his garden <laughs> earlier. Now he's twitching at the curtains <laughs> <laughs> with the slippers on. Yeah, chasing young lads, telling them they're not getting their ball back. <laughs> Stabbing it with a knife and giving it yeah. back to them. No, yeah. no, you won't fucking get it again. <laughs> but yeah, so Gail had mentioned about the glasses. Oh, she? nice one, so, Gail. That's great. Um, here. You know, she was fair play about getting the diagnosis, and 
uh, encouraged her to, to go off and look at something for herself that wow. you know, she wouldn't have done um, without hearing me talk about it. No idea yeah, yeah. how much you going for your assessment has helped me to face what I need to do to do the same. I'm like, I, I don't get it. Like, I, I, I wasn't expecting this kind of feedback on it. I'm going, mm. well, sure, this is what happens and this is, you know, I'm just talking about it. Um, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have considered it anything like. You know, but you're, you're probably weird for me, like. <laughs> in a way, you're probably breaking a stigma here because, you know, anybody who knows you knows Alan. Yeah, normal. Yeah, nice lad, sound dude. Mm, and mm. all of a sudden, you know, you've come out to say you're you're autistic, and people go, "Jeez, mm. oh, I thought, I thought I'd be able to tell if there was an autistic person yeah, here." Yeah, I think that's but, that's probably opened a lot of people's eyes. Maybe people have questioned it themselves. Like, Jesus, what if I am? Yeah, yeah. You know, well, if I it can happen to a normal guy like Alan, can it mm, could it happen to me or not? Happen to, but you know. <laughs> normal in quotation marks. <laughs> but look, are we? Who is normal? Jesus yeah, Christ! Yeah. Definitely not fucking me. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a letter to say otherwise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think, uh, but I think that's one of the big things that's that's there as well. Those people here, you don't look autistic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In yeah, what yeah. way? Uh, how are you autistic? Like you know? Yeah, I'd say. Look, we, we judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we expect to see a big, a big label or a big, uh, a certain face or something like that, and go, oh yeah, sure, he has this or is this yeah, or whatever, you yeah, know. But yeah. um, no, I think, look, in fairness, to you, you know, we're all about breaking, uh, breaking the stigma of mental health here. Yeah. You're breaking the stigma around autism. Yeah, I mean, definitely have definitely have someone on. Um, oh yeah. to speak around it that obviously Absolutely. knows more about it than yeah. than I do. I mean, I'd spot it. I'd spot it in clients that I have. Um, but as I said, I'm I'm diff- more, more difficult because. Well, obviously, you can't see yourself. Um, no matter how you know self-aware I may be, we all have our blind spots. True. Um, and because I hide the behaviours and stuff so well, but I'd see it in clients. I was like, oh, he's stimming. That's oh yeah. There's the, yeah. You know, you yeah. see all of that kind of thing, and tell by the tone of voice, you can tell by you know mannerisms and behaviour, and you know, I'd spot that. I'd spot that a mile away. Like, but mm-hmm. I just, I just hit it a bit better. That's it, high functional. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. That's what that was me smiling. My Royal was having to justify it. Me smile, yeah. uh, the feedback around it, Ashling looking up stuff on YouTube for me and just to kind of understand me better. And, That's um, you know, I really was. And I was like, what the f- Jesus, like, wow. And she's like, mm-hmm. no, just, I just want to know how your mind works. And, you know, she'll I'll meet you in that place. Muter smile. <laughs> I put it up on Facebook. I was walking out to work, had the headphones in. Gee, this was. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you in on another secret of how, how I hit it. Um, so one of the things I, I would have mentioned before, like I'd wear sunglasses a lot because my eyes, my eyes water. Um, but another reason I wear the sunglasses so much is I don't have to make eye contact. Okay. So that's one of that's one of the behaviours I do to, to, to kind of hide it as well. So mm. any, any excuse to wear, to wear sunglasses for me. Um, and this is stuff you look back and go, yeah, all right, yeah. <laughs> I kind of have to acknowledge that bit, like you know, right, yeah. Um, so I was walking on to work, had the head, had the headphones in, passed the guy, and uh, he kind of stopped me. Uh, I had the headphones in, I was like, I had to take them out, and he goes, I'm listening to you here now. <laughs> I was like, all oh, right, <laughs> he, was listen- he was listening to the podcast. No way, <laughs> yeah. So I, I put the tweet up. I was like, this must be what Clooney feels like walking down the street. <laughs> Did you know the guy? I knew his face. I couldn't recognise him. I think he has a... Uh, do you know what? Do you know actually um, what's the thing with autism as well? Uh, face blindness. It can be very difficult to recognise people out of context. 
when you see them somewhere else. Okay. And uh, I only remembered it because I had two incidences during the week where I did not have a clue who these people were. Remember Robbie? Remember Robbie? Shane's friend, Robbie. Yes. Yeah. Robbie's an SNA now. Oh. Um, and I was walking down to the office and, ah, Alan. I was like, this lad fucking knows me. Why, why is he stopping? Like, this lad knows me a little bit too well. And I had to say, I had to take the headphones out and go, look, I'm really sorry. I, I don't recognise you. He goes, Robbie. I was like, Robbie. I was like, oh, fuck, Robbie, okay. <laughs> and the same with the Jeez, guy who stopped me. I was yeah. like, I know him. Where the fuck do I know him from? I know him. It's just out of context, it can be really hard to wow. to, to place a face. Um, so, but yeah, I stopped and goes, oh, I'm listening to you right now. I was like, yeah, that's fucking, that's, that's cool. Like, you know, that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's your ego stroke for another 12 months no it's like well people you know it's again it's like, like why we love the feedback ah yeah we, true yeah we know there's real people listening and, and we're not just seeing numbers but what are the chances to be walking past somebody who's listening to you right now yeah I didn't have the heart to tell him I'm listening to me right now because <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to the, this week's episode up at Spotify to make sure it was all alright <laughs> i like how fucking self-indulgent would that be <laughs> We're both listening to me. Yeah, yeah. I'm great, aren't I? What part are you on? What part are you on? <laughs> oh, I'm about 20 minutes in. All right, I'm 40 minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's me. What's going on with you, man? Brilliant. Um, let me give you some smiles and riles. Uh, actually, all my smiles and riles this week are smiles and riles. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. We got yeah. Um, let's give you... Ah, it doesn't matter what I'll give you. The Super League. Did you hear about this? Did. Even Such a load of bollocks. Yeah. yeah. So basically, for anybody who doesn't know, and it's kind of it's dead in the water now, thankfully. But um, all the big uh, football clubs in Europe got together and decided we're going to form a super league, which is based on fucking greed and money, totally, mm. and a league that nobody can be relegated from. And it's just it made the Premier League defunct. Effectively, either one or three you got relegated. There's no kind of subplot of who will finish top four, who will qualify for the Champions League, which is yeah, yeah. one of the most elite prizes in football. And it's just, it, you know, something. If it, it broke on Sunday when I was watching United and Burnley, some uproar. <laughs> and ah, oh, like, and I, funny enough, I woke up Monday morning and I had a sick pain in my stomach, and I thought to myself, "The fuck, did I eat something or whatever?" Mm. And then it was only when I sat and thought about it, it's because of this fucking super league that we're planning mm. and it, it it kind of brought home to me that how much I love football how much I love Manchester United you do but football in general you know mm. and mm. how much other people love football and how yeah. much it actually means to you know you listen out you you follow the sport on your phone you, you know there's so much news happening around sport without a ball being kicked you know you follow these clubs you know, and it, it's a tradition, not for me, but it's a tradition in some families to pass on your support for teams. Mm, you know, mm. you'll have like a, a Man United house. And a lot of my relations are Liverpool fans, funny enough. You know, very <laughs> few of them follow United. But, um, you know, it, and it's something that becomes ingrained in families. Mm. And for these fucking owners who are business owners to come along and go, do you know what we're going to do? We're going to do something completely different and we're going to fuck with your lives. But how much it means to people and how much people take this on yeah, is just, yeah. it, it's incredible. Like, I'm a big football fan, but I know some hardcore United fans who only ever talk about United. Everything is United related. Mm. But, you know, how ingrained it's become in their lives. Like, and it's, it's not something you can invent. You know, this is over 100 years of history. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you don't hear of an Apple household or a Google household who love Google who swear by everything they do 
Yours? Yeah, everything of is course. Google and we <laughs> Android phone, Google everywhere. Yeah. Fuck there, Apple, that's what I say. <laughs> but there's not that kind of, you know, there, there's not that affinity as there would be with, with sport. A sport is huge, and especially during lockdown, sport has just escalated because, mm. you know, there's very few people making TV shows, there's very few mm. people making movies, and sport has, has kept going. And sport is a story that keeps on giving, you know. And it just it, it it pissed me off, but I was delighted to see that it was finally defeated by by fans, by it's people. It's yeah, gone. yeah, it's dead in the water. Yeah. So fans, ex players, managers, current Neville, players come Neville out. came out harsh against it, didn't he? Oh, Called he was ex Gary Neville. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, and he came out and he just said, you know, United owners have no place here. Get out mm. of his country. Get out of his club. Mm. You know, which is a big, big statement for him to make by yeah, somebody yeah. who used to be paid by them. Yeah. You know, so um, the, the the interesting side of that I thought was, uh, you know, it's all, it's all greed, it's all money, it's all this. It's like no, no, it became all greed and all money when Sky yeah. started showing football. It, it's been this, like that this for years. Nothing new. Yeah. But I think what it highlighted this time around is that the complete disconnect from the fans. Not one fan was consulted about this. Not one player was consulted or manager was consulted about this. A few heads of football clubs got together and went, ah, oh, we'll do this. Yeah. Like, that is just, that's the epitome of greed. Yeah. You know, it's just, it, it was horrific. But that, it pissed me off. But at the same time, it made me smile to see that people power has paid off. Within <laughs> yeah. two days of the announcement, it was dead but in the water. You know... I think what it indicates as well is like, and yet you wouldn't do that for homelessness. You wouldn't do that for a failed health service. But uproar over football. Yeah. No, and <laughs> no, you're right. Imagine, and imagine if we took to the streets and we were all so vociferous around yep. something else, you know. But that just goes to show you how, how loved how it important. is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, it's, it's it escapism. Been, yeah. It's escapism oh, for absolutely. people. You know, going yeah. back to, yeah. you know, the, the Industrial Revolution, you know, in the northwest of England, when mm-hmm. these guys worked very, very hard, or, you know, the miners worked very, very hard, and their only release was going to football at the weekend. Mm-hmm. A few mm-hmm. drinks, meet up with friends, and that was it. But, um, but how, much is it, how much is a ticket to a match now? Ah, uh, you're looking at least 50 quid. Yeah, uh, that is that's a whole other argument, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like it just goes to show you, like it, it's ingrained in people, and people love it so much, you know. But you're right, and somebody pointed out, uh, should we be this uh, angry over racism and over the fact that you know a lot of yeah. racist football, uh, uh, sorry, a lot of um, footballers of color mm. suffer racist abuse on a daily basis on social media, mm. you know. Mm. So there you oh, go. Man, I, I, can't wrap my head around people like that, you know. Yeah. Oh, pff, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's give you another smile and rile. Good. Uh, big shout to Lidl. Did you hear during the week that they're giving out free um, sanitary products to win? Yes. Yeah. During the week. So fair play yeah. to them. It's fantastic. Mm. And But it reminded me, actually, um, uh, I got period a text. Po- ending period poverty, isn't that, isn't that the That's campaign? it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and funny enough, the, the word period... You know, was never mentioned on TV ads for years. It's only recently they're saying, you know, when you get your period, you know. Was it Friends? Was Friends the first time it was mentioned? Wasn't there something around that? No, I'm talking about TV ads, like advertising and that. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about in on TV. And the episode of Friends, yeah. Really? That was, they were the first thing around uh, Monica saying she has her period or she drew her period or something like that. It was, there was something around that, yeah. Mm. But it, I, I got a text to, um, to the show I do on radio um, from somebody 
Uh, now the topic was finish this sentence kids these days will never understand what mm, mm. and had a great bit of crack great response but somebody got back to me and she said kids these days will never understand going to a shop or a chemist with a newspaper and handing it over <laughs> the counter and then getting back the newspaper and bringing it home yeah. only to find out that it was a um, brown paper bag down yeah, to the shop a sanitary yeah. product yeah. but uh, what struck me was the shame around it mm. this mm. is you know it, leaving women to be ashamed of something that's been happening naturally since dot ever forever yeah but Did you ever have you to know, do that? I remember having to no, do that. No, no, no. remember my mother sending me down to the shop with a note and a, and a brown paper bag or something like that. Yeah, yeah. you don't even sp- you say the word out loud. You just hand yeah, it over just hand this. the note. Yeah. The same way you'd hand a note of, please give my son 20 major. Yeah. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it it's like an amazing. Shame. It's, the it's, shame around it. Yeah, it's fucking, yeah. ah, come on. Like It's yeah. not too long ago. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Like, Jesus like, Christ. We, we spoke about in the food, on the eating disorders of, you know, the shame that goes around food and the shame that goes around sex. Like, the two most basic things we do. Like, yeah. And here's shame something else of going, yeah, well, here I am ovulating and here's my, you know. It's, yeah. Which happens naturally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. Or not et cetera. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it's fucking... I don't know, man, it's bizarre. And, you know, I think, you know, and I think this is probably where, you know, from that feminist side of the patriarchy and stuff like that and men being uncomfortable around it and therefore you shouldn't talk about it. And, um, you know, even, you know, if you go back to Victorian times where there was uh, um, covers on the legs of tables, like... (laughs) Not, not to promote any sexual thoughts or... They covered legs of tables. The legs of tables, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like your man over there humping that table, Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> Get off, Alan, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's me autism. <laughs> you can't fucking use going, that everywhere. Watch me. <laughs> I'm nearly finished. <laughs> Go back to eating your dinner. <laughs> Don't look at me, you're putting me off. I lost me rhythm. <laughs> Show me that avocado again, hold on. <laughs> yeah, or, or the other one was, um, you know, do you want white meat or brown meat? Instead of saying breast or thigh. <laughs> you know, this fucking yeah. ridiculousness. Like, yeah. and this, you know, women to be these blessed virgins and, you know, mm. you know you're know, you white on a wedding day and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, like yeah. It's, I think... And the man is black. <laughs> what does that tell you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It's just yeah. yeah but no, fair, fair is, play to leave on it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure other supermarkets will have to. Yeah. Follow follow suit. Yeah. Which absolutely. And rightly so. Tax on them is like fucking ridiculous. As well, come, like, there shouldn't be fucking tax. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ on a bike. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One more smile and Ryan, and we'll chat to Lisa very very soon about allergies. <laughs> this morning again a story about bringing the kids to crash. You know, but. Um, <laughs> Choose. <laughs> no, no, Walking no. A young lad was um, said, "Daddy, I want to do colouring." So uh, I said, "Right, okay, we'll do colouring." There you go. So give him a big box of crayons and markers and uh, colouring books, and he was colouring away. And he had this uh, Mickey Mouse teddy bear he loves, and he had him in bed with him last night. So he brought him down this morning, and uh, of course, pottering around, I said, "I'm going to have to pop out to the car." And uh, left the left the hall door open, pop back out to the car, 
and uh, there he was with his Mickey Mouse teddy bear and a marker and he was about to stick the marker to Mickey Mouse teddy bear <laughs> and I let her roar back into it said, do not get marker on your Mickey <laughs> and with that hi Peter oh, oh hello how are you yeah. bollocks <laughs> they have to have heard me Jesus yeah. Christ <laughs> you know you know what we need to do in that you need to elaborate because even up the north they don't know a Mickey is a slang word for a penis no way yeah, they don't. It's like I've, there's been a few jokes I've made, and she hasn't got it. She's like, "What do you mean?" Like, it's like you're Mickey. Like, what's she's like? What, what's your Mickey? It's like slang for your dick. Like, it's like, oh, we don't have that up here. So for everyone else that's not from the Republic of Ireland, your Mickey is your is your penis. I remember so shouting in at your child to yeah. fucking not write on his Mickey. <laughs> don't get marker on your Mickey. <laughs> um. Yeah, like uh, I remember, I got a text off Laura, and they were doing the, this uh, huge mini mouse teddy bear in Argos, mm. and she said, "Oh, will you go in and pick that up on your lunch break?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, grand." Popped in, and he was, and it was only a tenner for this fucking huge thing. Mm. It's great. Go towards birthday present, and um, uh, do you know the way in Argos they say the product back to you? You know, like mm. Uh, mm. Kenwood toaster black. Yeah, 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 and then yeah, you, yeah, you pay yeah. for it, or whatever. But you won. I handed you one the slip, and she went. 24 inch mini and I went it's a good thing I'm not buying Mickey Mouse isn't it <laughs> because she went purple ah, about 18 out about 18 yeah. no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say 24 mini yeah. about 18 on a good day if it's warm <laughs> but thanks thanks for noticing <laughs> give her a see you later guns yeah <laughs> stroll out strut out <laughs> what a huge how could you tell <laughs> um, but I was telling you about the kids colouring and um, there there are these markers that um, that like smell like fruit you know the orange is like an oh, orange yeah, marker yeah, yeah. you know and green is apple and purple is like blueberries or whatever and uh <laughs> Daughter Quiva comes up to me and goes, Daddy, Daddy, smell this marker. Like, oh, that's lovely. Yeah. And smell this marker. Oh, that's that's brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah. Anyways, came back from the crash, happened to walk past the fucking mirror in the hall, and I just glanced and went, Oh, bollocks. I went to the crash, dropped the kids off, had a serious conversation with loads of different colours on my fucking nose. <laughs> and when the child stuck it to my nose to smell it. <laughs> Oh, kids, man, they're fucking, ah. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> Everyone's just looking at you going, do you not even know you've got marker on your nose? Crazy. He obviously doesn't know. I can't say it to him. Yeah. But I'll make him self-conscious. Yeah. <laughs> My oh, secret hi, Peter. <laughs> I sit at home smelling markers. <laughs> I don't have a job anymore. I smell markers yeah. full time. <laughs> so he used to be sniffing Tipex and uh, big black markers and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> Lockdown's getting the Peter. <laughs> now, this week we are straight talking allergies and we're delighted to have on the podcast for a chat, Lisa Nolan. You're very welcome, Lisa. Thanks, guys. Now, you don't have to be all formal, you know. You Grand. can curse, you can give out <laughs> shite, you can speak your do, mind. Do you want to give a fuck that just to get us started, Lisa? <laughs> okay, then. Fuck that. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> we're off. And we're off. <laughs> and that's why we're straight talking mental health. Simple as. So, Lisa, myself and my wife watched you on the TG Car documentary about allergies. And, you know, it's something that's close to our hearts because our two-year-old suffers from many food allergies. But tell us about your little girl, Hayley. It's Hallie. Hallie, sorry. Yeah, no, you're grand. Everyone calls her Hayley. Um, Yeah, so, like, basically, when she was a baby, it kind of started with her skin. And we were forward and backwards in hospitals, in doctors. 
uh, like I actually at one stage I met a doctor somewhere I'm not going to say where and I was seeing him for a long time but she was never getting any better skin wise mm. and he said to me if you were doing what you were told the child would be better and oh. uh, so I, I just said right okay I kind of lost that, that and I said I'm not going back there because I was killing myself trying to get the child better so eventually we after a long fight we got to see the lung specialist up in Dublin Hmm. and uh, he referred us on to the allergist and different things so that's how we actually found out in the end so she's allergic to eggs, nuts, sesame seeds, grass, pollen, dust and all animals she has asthma, eczema and hay fever wow yeah it's a lot of allergies yeah he's um, to say what she doesn't have maybe that's it yeah yeah, yeah. Now, um, I know there's a lot of people because, like, obviously I have that group on Facebook and mm. uh, there's a lot of people, like, you know, that you'd see so many different allergies be like, wow, I never heard of that one before. Never knew that existed. Yeah. yeah. Hallie went into anaphylactic shock, I remember you saying on the documentary. Yeah. Um, Lisa, how old was she? Uh, I think, I can't remember now, I think she was two. Um, she was only, she was a baby, like, but, you know, she was kind of... She's walking around and the way they like to be adventurous and touching mm. things. Yeah, yeah. I was actually in my sister's thing. house. Yeah, it's in my sister's house, and there was a milk bar of chocolate, and obviously there's uh, hazelnuts in that. Mm. So I didn't realize she had got it until she started like coughing constantly, and then it kind of like a wheeze, like an old man. And then right. as she, co- I knew when she was talking, like they kind of um, go into a whisper where they're finding a hard to breathe. So that's when I knew that she had to be injected, but I actually thought she was dead. She was lifeless in my arms. And then the ambulance got there and they said, no, it was working. And because obviously, I don't know if you know, but you're always meant to carry two adrenaline pens at any one time. That's right, yeah. Um, so she was okay. They brought her to the hospital and gave her oxygen and stuff. And she slept in the ambulance. And then when we got to the hospital, everything was back to normal because the adrenaline had worked so well. And did you have the adrenaline pens on you, Lisa? I did, yeah. yeah. Right. And you, you obviously knew how to administer yeah. the pens and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But it, it, it must be a difficult decision to make because a lot of people suffer with, when do I use these? Yeah. You know, do I need to give some antihistamines as opposed to yeah. an EpiPen? You know, because it's a big deal, an yeah. EpiPen. Well, I tell you, I actually, now, my motto, and from this, from years, like Hallie is 12 now, from years of going specialists and things, their motto is, if in doubt, inject. But I am still yeah. at this stage. I tell you what happened to me last week. Um, I'm after having terrible trouble with my back, so my head has been all over the place because I wasn't able to walk or anything. So oh. I was doing dinner one evening, and I was making corn chicken nuggets, and I checked the bag thought no more of it done the dinner worked away at it and a few minutes later I finished the dinner cleaned up sat down and she said she was sitting on the couch beside me and she said my throat feels tickly oh no I said what she said my throat feels tickly and I said right okay and then I said to Kerry which is my oldest daughter get the antihistamine and then I said she gave her the antihistamine I said double check that bag in the freezer and she said, uh, there's eggs in that, mommy. And I was like, oh, good mm-hmm. God. I knew straight away. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. she started complaining of a tightness in the chest. And But I am literally five minutes from Care Doc, so I'm quicker than waiting for an ambulance. Yeah, yeah. 
So I got her up and they injected her with steroids before it went any further because I had given her antihistamine. What goes through your head? You know, just going back to the first time Holly went into anaphylactic yeah. shock, Lisa. What goes through your head afterwards? Oh, like, uh, I couldn't. I actually, you know, people talk about allergies and I think a lot of the time people that don't know what they actually are yeah. talk about them a lot and they're not actually taken as serious as what should be. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, it was it was a nightmare for me. Absolute nightmare for me. I was living on my nerves. I couldn't sleep. I just wasn't, I couldn't function properly because everything, I thought this was going to happen like all the time and this was like life or death. Yeah. Within a matter of seconds. Yeah, like people don't realise that, you know, within 15 minutes somebody could die. Yeah, that's it. And that's the reality of it. Within 15 minutes, like, and uh, that can be the difference in carrying one and two adrenaline pens. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you need the second dose or if the first one didn't administer properly. Yeah, you have the second one then to get your time for an ambulance or whatever. Yeah, exactly. How was Hallie after it, Lisa? Um, she so what happens with Hallie when she has reactions is and like especially with that one when she was injected with the adrenaline, so she uh, her body just got wore out and she slept then in the ambulance, mm. and then when we got there she was wound up over the adrenaline. She okay, was, yeah climbing the walls and everything like i couldn't <laughs> believe it but when we got home here um because they, they release us like and they said you know once you have your other adrenaline pens and things you know if a biphasic reaction occurs like you have them yeah. and i was like right grand they were happy with her and i was coming into the house next thing she started climbing on the wall outside and everyone was like i thought she was in an ambulance <laughs> an hour ago and i was like yeah no she was people think that you're telling lies but then the next day or the day after she was just worn out yeah yeah. that's the way she gets like just like yeah her body just she's wore out Um, explain to Alan what a biphasic reaction is so it's when not just uh, me (laughs) (laughs) don't make like I'm the only motherfucker here that doesn't know (laughs) so it's basically like when another reaction or a delayed reaction can can occur later on like you know it's normally like a second reaction can happen could be two to three so hours after later. After the event, something, after, something yeah. can happen again. Yeah, it can happen again. Or uh, sometimes, like, some people get, like, delayed reactions, which could be hours later. But they wouldn't necessarily, you know, I, I it's very rare that I've heard of anyone actually going into anaphylactic shock hours after. Mm-hmm. I haven't really heard of that now. But if you're in anaphylactic shock, it can occur a second time a couple of hours later. It is possible. Yeah. What what toll does that take, Lisa? I mean, my my son has, has asthma now. Thankfully, he's nearly cleared of it now. But you know, I remember at times going out. You know, it's not something I've ever been familiar with. I never had it. It was never yeah. in the family. But I remember thinking, like, Jesus, I hope I never have to use his inhaler. Like, I hope he, I hope he doesn't have an asthma attack. And yeah. you know, even at that, of just simply around asthma, let alone possible death from. I like it's it's just from nowhere. <laughs> See, even though, and and this is why sometimes I can understand about people not understanding because mm. I, when we were told, we were told like, okay, she has a life-threatening allergy and things. And I was like, right, grand, I'll deal with it. It's fine. Mm. I'll protect her, whatever, until it happened. And then when it happened, I was like, fuck, this is serious. Mm-hmm. And it was only then when it happened to me did I realise the seriousness of it. Even though I was told, we mm. were given the medication, we were told what to do, we were trained like with the pens and things like that, but it was just, 
it's just unreal like like I say I wasn't sleeping I had a we had another incident where um we I was a Sunday and I was actually meant to be going to work on the Sunday evening and my sister had called up to the house and she wasn't well so I had brought her to care doc and they had said to me um I think they told me there was actually nothing wrong or maybe it was a bit of a dose so I said right so when I got back up to the house I was getting ready putting on my makeup for work and uh, I noticed she wasn't herself and I said to my sister I'm not happy with her I, I just don't like the look of her I said I'm bringing her mm -hmm. straight back to care dog. I didn't even ring mm -hmm. them brought her up and when, when we were on the way up I don't know what it was I my sister's car was blocking mine in so I drove her car so she sat in the back with Hallie on her knee in no seat she put the seatbelt around the two of them mm -hmm. she wasn't mm -hmm. in a chair because mm -hmm. I knew by her there was something not right so as I was driving, I was about three minutes away from Care Doc. She stopped breathing. Oh. And me and my sister were like, like I could be trained in a lot of things at this stage, but yeah. and I know a lot of things, but I think it's just the panic when the panic sets in. Like <laughs> neither of us knew what to do. Mm. We just started slapping her and eventually she got sick. She got sick on the side of the road. So when oh, she got goodness. sick, I said, right, get back into the car because we were just there. Like, yeah. So um, I've had a, a few experiences where, like, do you know? But when I went, I when I was with one of her doctors up in Dublin, and she was asking me, kind of going through things and stuff, and I started crying, like, and this was early on in the days, and she says to me, Lisa, the thing about allergies is it's the unknown and the anxiety yeah. that it causes causes people. People will never understand. She said with allergies, a lot of people go, you know, up the bridge. But she said, you're going up the bridge and down the other side. And I was like, well, I just feel like nobody understood what I was talking about. She was the only one that knew what I was talking about. Mm. So as regards to stress, I've had it all to 100. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Lisa. The fear of the unknown. That's you it, know, yeah. I know my, my young lad's allergies. Yeah. And, you know, and often we do the, the allergy tests on a regular basis, you know, the skin prick test yeah. and um, we we know what he's allergic to. Yeah. But we don't know what he's allergic to. We only, you know, we have the results back that say he's allergic to yeah. peanut, he's allergic mm. to fish. You still don't know if there's more that he's no, allergic to. No, that's it. Like, you've got 14 main allergens mm. and outside that, there's still, there's still allergies. There's still food yeah. allergies. You know, there's still atmospheric allergies. Yeah. But, you know, it's the unknown. Yeah. And, you know, Alan, can you see... Uh, from that point of view, you know, from a psychological point of view, how you get stressed when you're trying to protect the child. I'm fucking stressed listening to Lisa here. <laughs> all, I'm, all, all I'm thinking is your child stops breeding like it's every parent's yeah. worst fucking nightmare. Like. And I tell you, and tell you when she stopped breeding and I went into care doc, I think they were actually sticking me up there at this stage. But when I got in, they wouldn't let me into a doctor until I signed the form. Jesus Christ. Oh my I goodness. Said, I said, my sister will take the child in. I'll sign the fucking form. I yeah. said, let, let her see a doctor. Jesus Christ, that was the last of my worries. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. Fucking yeah. bureaucracy. Like. Yeah. Um, well, um, I think it's just like, and actually we were having a, I put up a thing on the page this morning just to say if anyone wanted me to say anything. And we were just saying like, um, some people feel a lot of GPs aren't actually fully trained in allergies. Like a lot of GPs kind of have to just pass it off because they don't know really what's mm, going yeah. on. Yeah, mm. you know, funny enough, we got that reaction a couple of times from doctors, pediatricians, which is like, ah, yeah, actually, yeah. look, try him with peanut. 
Yeah, well, try hold on for a second. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, try him at home and see how he gets on. Uh, or no. this, <laughs> this whole hey, ah, she'll grow out of that. Yeah, like, fuck mm. off. Yeah, twenty yeah. years it's later, and it's not getting any better. And you know, the, the, that that can be very difficult. You know, when you've got people working in the medical profession who are kind of looking at you, and sometimes yeah. you get the impression of them that you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That they're looking at you going, no, no, you're nuts. You're nuts. No pun intended. But, you know, you're, you're, you're crazy. Yeah. But, and, and that's difficult to deal with because then you, you start to question, oh, maybe I am overthinking this. Mm. Yeah, but I ha- I, for me anyway, I'm, I have to say my mother's, in- my mother's instinct will never let me down. Absolutely. You know your child better than anybody. Never let me down. Yeah. And like at this stage, I'm going to like her. I have to say her doctors in, in Dublin have absolutely been fantastic. And they have got us to where we are today as regards yeah. of her being well every day. Like because she's taking a lot of medication and stuff. And um they really have like turned our lives around basically because mm. we're controlling it and we're living with a kind of thing and it's a lot easier than what it used to be but before that I was seeing doctors and like they were basically telling me I was mad yeah and that's so, like, that's I difficult never to deal with yeah and I remember actually um, posing the documentary at one stage Lisa when mm. all Hallie's medication was laid out in the kitchen counter yeah. Uh, I, I couldn't believe it. Like, how, how much does she take in a day? So she takes um, her her daily antihistamine, which is 10 mils, and then she takes her Grassix tablet, which is an immunology for grass. Okay. And that goes in under her tongue for five minutes and she can't swallow. And then she takes nose spray, two inhalers, um and then at night time she has her tablet for her lungs. How many tablets a day so is that? That's like two tablets. Two tablets and liquid, a spray, two inhalers. Two My ta- goodness! Yeah. How is she with it? Uh, she, is she, she really aware good. of the severity of it? Yeah. Does she miss out on life? I mean, I'm assuming there's times she misses out from school. Is she? Yeah. You know, is she, there's places she can't go. If her friends are going, or what, what's her quality of life like? Um, like we, I tried, I tried to make it as best I can, but like to be certain situations like I, I've noticed now through the years like she's obviously she obviously has one or two good friends and she can always rely on them but then you have the parents that are afraid to invite yeah. her to parties and things mm-hmm. now anywhere she ever was invited I went and I, I sat with her like well I sat there and while she played or whatever mm. but I'd have to ring the parents and explain that I, I'd have to go and it's nothing against them like or mm. yeah. whatever but she's got she like she's starting secondary school now in September mm. what's that like? oh god <laughs> I am dreading it I'm absolutely dreading it because she actually has um, SNA access in school now at the minute well she has it since like being a baby she has mm. that so she won't have that now in secondary school, but... So, so SNA would be, she'd have somebody with her or somebody in the room who knows about her allergies and yeah, knows yeah, what she has to take. She yeah. has um, like a skin condition as well. So mm. creams and things like that she has. Yeah. How do you explain it to her? Or is it something that she she's known since, well, she can remember is that she's allergies. And one of my fears is that I don't want my young lad to be OCD about everything. Yeah. And I don't want to pass my panic on to him, but I want yeah. him to know enough that, you know, this is dangerous and you have to be careful about this, this, and this. How have you done it, Lisa? Yeah, I kind of like, you know, I, I don't let her see I'm ever stressed. Mm. Like, um, I wait till she goes to bed or whatever and then I let it all out. <laughs> but 
it just kind of yeah you have to let them know the seriousness of it like you know you just can't eat anything without an adult or mommy or daddy reading it mm. and you know or i suppose a brother or sister if they're that bit older because kerry's actually nearly 18 now so that's good for us like yeah she's very aware and she reads everything as well is that a burden on kerry then lisa because yeah. you know you have to inform her of um the allergies as well because you know i have a five-year-old and she knows um my two-year-old's allergies yeah you know she knows that he can't have uh, well he can have egg now thankfully he's egg tolerant he wasn't recently Ooh, very good. but uh, yeah we do this egg ladder thing yeah. And um, thankfully, he's he's up to mayonnaise, so that's pretty good. Um, but we um, we have to tell her what his allergies are, so yeah. she can relay that. If you know they're playing somewhere or whatever, that she knows um, he can't have this, this, this. But you know, funny enough, I find it. I kind of find it. I, I don't know whether I'm happy or sad about it because I was playing with her there the other day and we were we were feeding the dolls plastic cakes, you know. Yeah. And she let a roar at me. She goes, "No." That dolly can't have that cake. So why not? Because there's egg in it. All right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I don't know if I'm happy with the fact that she's aware that there's allergies and things or saddened by it. You know what I mean? Does that I know. sound See, weird? no, I know. Like, uh, and sometimes, like, like Kerry actually kind of saved Holly that day. She went into anaphylactic shock. Um, she kept her sitting up and things like that. But wow. it was just... Um, I think it's, it can be quite stressful and like now I'm a little bit like yeah I'm delighted Hallie will be in first year when Kerry is in sixth year I am delighted that she'll have her for that okay, year yeah. but Kerry is also going to be doing her leaving cert and doesn't need any more stresses than what's already going on yeah you don't want to pass that on to the child as well to take yeah, on that responsibility no. but again you'd like them to be aware yeah. Because, um, you know, as you were saying, you know, it's 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 the fear of the unknown and you, you want to have somebody around who knows what they're looking for as well, be it something they're eating or, you know, if they notice hives on the child or whatever. Because, you know, this is something we try and hammer home to the grandparents as well. See, it's and you know what, for with families as well, and I know I'm I'm speaking for a lot of people as well on the page when I say this, it's very hard for people to understand. And I think... Uh, I know some, I know this is not my own because my own are very good, but I know a lot of people struggle with getting the seriousness across to like grandparents, aunties yeah. and uncles, or you know, they're, the aunties and uncles or the relatives are making comments like, oh, give them a little bit like. Oh, should it be grand? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it'd be all right, to be all right. You know, does he want a banana? No, he's allergic to banana. Ah, right, that's your luck. Yeah. You know, like, and then you're thinking to yourself, what if he was here on his own with you? Yeah. Would you have given him that? And like, you, you don't know? have that that trust to be able to walk away. I Like, I'll never forget mm-hmm. when Hallie started primary school. I don't mean stretch out now because I know you'll be getting close to that shortly. <laughs> but when, when Hallie started primary school, it was like, I was giving my child to somebody that you know that yeah. not that they didn't know but I always had control I was the one that was always in control you're always there yeah. yeah whereas then I had to just hand her over and trust that she was going to be okay yeah yeah so that I mean, was quite stressful it, it, it's an important part of um, even selecting your school you know do you have an allergy policy in place well Halley's school actually became an, a no free school now the secondary school is not because how do you control a secondary school yeah 
Yeah. Now, I still have to speak, obviously, with the principal and all, but I don't know what way that that will go for mm. me even, do you know, as a parent. Yeah. And there's always the fear of, I know you did not, or it's a nut-free school and that, but there's the fear that another child has gotten peanut on a rice cake or something before they left the house. Mm. It's still on their mouth, it's still on their hands. You know, they might go over and give uh, give your young one a hug or something like that, or they might be playing or the boys wrestling or whatever. And all of a sudden, they have peanut on them. Like, you know, even it happened, it could have been fifth class it happened. And Holly came, she came out of school. Oh no, I got a call to say she wasn't well. And I was like, right. So I drove up into the schoolyard and she was actually waiting at the door with the SNA. So she came out to me. She got into the car and her face was all swollen. And I said, what's wrong with you? And she said, oh, the little lad beside me was eating uh, Nutella. Oh, goodness. Jeez. And I was like, but do, does the teacher not realise? And she was like, oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. She said, um, I just got some antihistamine, but she was, she was clearly having a reaction. Yeah, yeah. And he, so he was only sitting beside her. No, yeah. not even right beside her. You know, probably at the table or whatever. Yeah, you can you can see the difficulty with this, Alan, and what a what it presents to a child. You know, what could that develop into? For me, are you talking to me? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Alan is yeah. gone there, is he? Yeah, no, I'm just I'm listening. Like this is all new for me, and you know, I, I'm a listener on this on this episode. Um, you know, you can just imagine the the anxiety that it could breed and. Um, you know, as, as you said, Lisa, you, you know, you, you try not to let her see that, how stressed it is for you, and you kind of let it out. But, you know, that's not to say all parents are the same, and, you know, how mm. much of. It's very hard. Like, it's not. Mm. Do you know, it's not. It, there's nothing easy about it. Like, and yeah. you just have to tread carefully as well. Yeah. P, you kind of touched on it there, what's it like for a sister? But what, what's it like for all of the house? I mean, does the whole house needs to become something else? Is this, Does everyone. Yeah. Do people cook differently? Is there separate meals? Is there everyone? No one can have anything. What? What? What does yeah, that? Yeah, no. Like? Um, we us here. Um, obviously, no. There's no nuts. No one can eat nuts at any time mm. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So that's grand. But um, we we can we eat eggs like you know. Yeah. Very often has like scrambled egg in the morning or whatever, and she's fine around it. She mm. just can't eat it. Mm. Yeah. And like we don't really. We wouldn't have seeds or anything like that in the house so but for, really for peanut it's enough to be touched or it's enough for it to, to, to breed in and microbe of it or yeah so it's, she's I mean peanut doesn't have to be ingested yeah I remember laughing before at the back of a packet of peanuts that say may contain <laughs> nuts <laughs> yeah but it, that's the thing and then I learned after that peanuts and tree nuts are two completely different yeah. things yeah. You know, yeah. you've got peanuts that are, I think they're ground grown, but then you've your hazelnut and you've your walnut, Brazil nut and all mm. that, that are tree nuts. And you can be like, my young lad is allergic to peanut, but he's not allergic to nuts. Mm. You know, so and I know he, it sounds bizarre. Does he eat other nuts? He does, yeah. Like we can give him, and we have to on a regular basis, keep yeah. giving him uh, the likes of uh, Nutella. Um, you know, we have to crush up like walnut, Brazil nut and... We have to kind of disguise it because he's a very finicky eater because of the allergies, mm. we yeah. presume. And he's a two-year-old as well, so, yeah, yeah. you know, he'll throw a face at everything. Not, but not the most accommodating at the best of times. No, no, absolutely not. But, you know, we have to try and keep all that kind of stuff in him. Um, yeah. But, again, you can develop allergies later at on in life. At any stage of your life, mm. yeah. And so we have to make sure they're getting them. I think the, the practice before this before now was something like you don't give kids nuts until they were like 
two or something like that. But now doctors changed, are encouraging you to yeah do it as early yeah, as possible. Get, get it so, in as soon as possible. Yeah. And you know the fear is that well anybody can develop an allergy at any time. Mm. Now that we're talking about it, um, actually a cousin of mine has I think she's six months old. And she would actually, my cousin would be quite familiar with Hallie because she has a daughter that's her same age and they're quite friendly. But her baby that's six months old, obviously she's trying her start now with foods and things. Mm. So she gave her, um, I don't know, was it Nutella? No, something to do with peanuts. And she reacted to the peanut. The following day, she gave her egg and she reacted to the egg, but she had to go to hospital with her. And uh, so peanuts and eggs, uh, she's six months old and now she's been given EpiPens. That's so common, isn't Jeez. it? You know. So, like, you know, it's for they seem to be starting an awful lot younger now, maybe because yeah. they're trying a lot of different foods at that age. That's it, you know, get the variety into them as soon as possible so they don't develop an allergy, you know. Uh, yeah. Speaking of foods, Lisa, what's dinner time like? I know Alan was asking about it there, but I know in our house we're checking the back of everything you know to see the ingredients on everything and to see if something is may contain or whatever what's it like for you it must be difficult um no it's kind of like it's everyday life now you know we're so used to it's normal for us you know like hallie's okay with say potatoes and veg and like meats she can have all meats and things like that like yesterday i made lasagna she doesn't really like it but she was trying it just for my sake, you know. So she can, like, as regards of that, she can have dinner. She can have a lot of, but like now, as regards of restaurants and things, it's kind of really a no-go in a lot of places. We we've had a run in a couple of times with restaurants. Um, I got in touch with a restaurant just before Christmas. Yeah. And we said we'll go out for like a family uh, dinner before Christmas. Yeah. And uh, I phoned this Italian restaurant and I, I asked them. Uh, I said, look, we've uh, a young lad with a fish allergy, uh, the peanut allergy, egg allergy. Yeah. And um, the girl on the phone said, oh, I'll just have a chat with the chef and I'll come back to you. And she came back and she goes, I'm really sorry. Everything is, everything is, may contain whatever you said there. <laughs> sorry, everything. Yeah. yeah, there is a chance of cross-contamination everywhere. She goes, I'm really sorry. It's No, the chef said, no, sorry about that. But uh, there's this, you know, uh, discrimination almost. Uh, yeah, of, exactly. And you that's know, what I'm, it feels like. Absolutely. You know, of almost, oh, I'm, I'm not dealing with people with allergies, you know. But no, 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 I'm not dealing with them. I'm not bothering, you know, mm-hmm. having my, my workstation set up in, in which it's going to be free of contaminants. But you think to yourself as well, OK, I can deal with that. But, you know, when the kids are adults and they want to go out with a restaurant with a few of their friends or whatever, and they're sitting there going... Uh, mm-hmm. I have this allergy this 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 and they're almost apologetic about it yeah you know I have this 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 and if the waitress or the waiter comes back and goes I'm sorry we can't cater for you okay I'll just I'll just sit here while everyone yeah. else is eating mm. you know what I mean like that is that's one of the things that really gets to me you know yeah. for him um, and it's another example of how society doesn't treat allergies seriously enough yeah, there's just not, there's not enough awareness in Ireland, especially for allergies. Mm. It's not. And then I, I know a lot of the girls were saying, I've seen actually a few comments the last few days that some people have been waiting four and a half years to see a specialist. And they were sent a letter to say, did they, do, did they still want to be seen? Jesus, that's the HSE you know, for you, isn't it? Yeah, like obviously they have, they have all went private or whatever, but it just goes to show you four and a half years later. Yeah. There's two clinics or something, is that right? Yeah. That's um, all there is in, in the country. Mm. Yeah, two um, uh, public, yeah. I've seen on that documentary the doctor was saying like 40,000 people and if he's seen everyone, 
yeah. for a half an hour. Oh, he'd, that's he'd right. Still never, he'd still never see them all. Like, yeah. yeah. It's 40, that's only with peanut allergies. Yeah. 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 That's Jeez. one specific group, you know. I've seen that there was in in England between, it was like between 2013 2019, 72% rise in hospital admissions for children with anaphylaxis. Like. Mm. It's mad. I, and I think, like, I just think this day and age, like, there's so many people suffering. Mm. with this condition yeah. like and there's two doctors public doctors like and i have to say obviously we see one of those and mm. they really changed our life like completely yeah absolutely and i know the, the doctors are crying out themselves for yeah extra support um yeah. it's it's absolutely horrific absolutely yeah. horrific you know you're dealing with life and death yeah it's not like you're dealing with something Literally. that's uh an irritant you yeah. know you're not dealing yeah. with something that might be Give a, you a bit of a, of a rash hindrance. yeah <laughs> this is life life or death like and this annoys me as well sometimes and someone would be like oh oh she's allergies yeah oh yeah i'm like that i'm a celiac that's not the same thing <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> like you can't die i know you can get very sick yeah yeah and i understand that i told totally getting, getting the runs versus dying is a bit different like yeah, yeah i know like a bit of a difference there yeah, <laughs> yeah funny enough like I, I often find that i'm doing the shopping yeah. and I, i'm reading the back of everything you know, yeah. and I, I can nearly feel the eyes staring at me. Yeah. People going, look at this fucking knob, checking all the <laughs> checking all the protein and the carbs. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not, That's I'm probably what the thing I, I'd say. Like, but um, funnily enough, when we were doing the, the thing with TG Carter, like they we're filming here for a few days and she says to me, will you go do your shopping like and we'll follow you around and I was like it's bad enough that I have to stand looking at the fucking ingredients without a camera hours. following me around as well now seriously and that's so the thing said, as well you, you could buy something you know once a week yeah every week for a year and you go oh yeah I know he's had that before throw it in the trolley but hold on mm. for a second they could have changed it they could have went oh actually this is may contain actually there's a new ingredient like eggs are so cheap yeah. that manufacturers well food manufacturers love eggs because yeah. they can compensate for other ingredients that are yeah. a little bit more expensive oh hold on if we stick a bit of egg in this we'll save money on the, mm-hmm. the, the product so you have to be careful because it can just change like that like I don't know if I said this on the uh, on any on the the show but it was funny because I was out with my mammy's one day and uh, she she said um she wants Hallie wants one of them biscuits and I said they're fine they're the ones that like I we mm. use at home and Mammy's like no Lisa read that and I said Mammy they're fine and so she was like oh she was huffing and puffing and she went and got her glasses and she said them biscuits are not fine and I said give me the biscuits the very same packet of biscuits had different ingredients on it yeah I even you know uh, it's, it's Easter recently and uh, you know you, you notice on Easter eggs um, you might have a, a, an Easter egg that'll be a may contain peanut but the bar in there is fine yeah. and you're going hold on for a second is this made on the same manufacturing line or what mm-hmm. you know and this is the difficulty yeah. for parents or for people with allergies is you know again it's the fear of the unknown yeah you know and this is the frustration in your pee oh and big time lad yeah. big time and I mean yeah. this isn't a treat this is nutrition this is something yeah. we need to live. Uh, like, There's something we need to live. To live. Like yeah, mm. we, we need to take this to live and it might kill us. You know, yeah. that's, it, it's very, very difficult. It's very, very stressful. But, you know, we, we touched on it there recently, Lisa, about, um, you know, kids going to parties and that. Yeah. What's your anxiety like around that? 
Um, it used to be. I, I like she's at that age where you know, and then with COVID last while is, and things, there's no parties, which is mm. great for me. Yeah. In one sense, <laughs> because I don't have to worry about any of mm. that. But she's gone to a stage where, um, like before COVID, can I just go to her house after school? And I'm like, oh, I don't know the mother well enough. Yeah, yeah. You know, is she going to think that if I leave her for an hour and I'm actually really waiting up the road, am I a bit mad in the head or whatever? Yeah. You know, but like, there's also that sense of, I always feel, I'm if I ask somebody to do something for me, I'm putting pressure on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as well as yeah. yeah, yeah, kind of thing. Even though they're probably not feeling that, but some people do. Yeah, because Hallie has a friend in her her class, and her mommy was actually a nurse, and she used to work in um, theatre. She will not take Hallie to her house without me. She said, yeah. I've seen what can happen. I know exactly mm. what can happen. She's welcome any time, but you may come with her. Uh, that's the difficulty as well around, you know, when kids are having parties. You yeah. know, it, it's the fear as well that the parents will go, no, 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 don't invite, don't invite him, don't invite her. No, I can't be dealing with anybody yeah. with allergies, you know. Yeah. Don't be, just leave them at home. And of course, they've been left out. You know, yeah. they go back into school mm. and like, oh, we had a great time at such and such party. And your kid is sitting there going, what about me? Yeah. What's wrong with me? Has Ali experienced anything like that? Um, yeah, she kind of, uh, like this whole, um, you know, treat in the class or whatever. Now I have mm-hmm. to say, like, the teachers are normally very good, but like sometimes they can't control everything either. Yeah. 30-something kids in the classroom. And I understand that, I do. But um, yeah, she has had a few experiences where, you know, she's been left out just because she's allergic or, you know, something says may contain and she knows she couldn't eat that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she wouldn't, or now, like, and not time the teacher might send something in a packet and you know don't eat it give it to your mother and see can you eat it or whatever but she definitely has felt left out before yeah you, you mentioned school and the teacher there and you touched on it a little a little while ago Lisa um, of when she started school and kind of handing over that control yeah. what, what was that experience like or how long did it take or did it before it settled down for you that you're like oh well okay she's okay or did the teachers need to be trained or yeah, what, did that, um, what did that experience look like? I know there was that, there's actually another mother that I'd be friends with and um, her two boys were in the school and so obviously she'd go in and do the training of the pen and I went in and done it and then we put up... Um, you had to train the teacher? Yeah, yeah. They're not trained in this? And They're not trained part. in this. Now, I think in the last year, as far as I'm concerned... Um, the last year I know with first aid training they were shown how to use anapens mm-hmm. now the difference uh, here is and um, what I would be afraid of was as you probably know yourself um, there's four or five four I think different types of adrenaline pens Yeah. and uh, I know somebody said earlier on you know it, it's all adrenaline they're just different brands or whatever that was yeah, yeah. being said about that but um, like there's Jex there's Anna there's Epi and then there's what was that other one it's another white one I can't think of the name but we were actually prescribed that but um, like you if you show the teacher how to use a Jex pen and then when you go to the chemist and they only have Epi mm. Yes, it like they're all a lot of them are used differently. It might be very different, but yeah. they are used differently. There's a slight difference, you're Do right. You know? yeah. yeah. So you kind of have to keep that refreshed. 
at all times. And they have a sell-by date, Lisa, don't they? They're only like, they, they last for about a year or something. Some of them, at the minute, they, the dates on them are not good at all. Mm. Um, you could get three months, you could get nine months. It depends what the chemist has at the moment, really, yeah. doesn't it? You know, yeah. you, you take that. And they're not cheap. No. <laughs> they're they're a hundred and something a pop, aren't they? And you have yeah. to carry uh, two at all time. And yeah. we have to, you know, we have to leave two in the creche as well. So, you know, we've we've two at home, we've two in the creche. So everywhere everywhere he goes, he needs his EpiPens. Yeah. You know, Hallie's the same, Lisa, yeah. as well. And she has yeah. a little bag with everything in it. Yeah. Um, she used that, that, that um, the bag actually she used in in the TG Carter show. I have now changed the kind of, it's kind of like a bun bag style because she's that age. And yeah, of course. She's going to be too weak to be it's cool now. green. <laughs> yeah. Face, you know? So just trying yeah. to make life a small bit easier for her. Um, but, you know, it, it is great when you've got family and friends that do understand the allergy like one thing that kind of always gets me in the fields as the kids say um, is that you know around Christmas or around Easter or anything like that when friends arrive with nut free products or peanut free products you know and you kind of think to yourself Jesus you went to a lot of effort to dig these out and to go yeah. and get it because they're not you don't just go down to the shop and pick up a bar of you know nut free or yeah. uh, egg free or milk free or whatever you know so th- that's uh, that's a lovely moment I think when people do understand it, it is lovely when people do kind of take on board what you're saying because look at the end of the day you're doing what every parent does you're protecting yeah. your child except you have to protect them against a little bit more than just you know injuries falls you yeah. know cuts mm. strangers and I think the whole time thing as well is really frightening like you literally some sometimes like I was told one time that you had three minutes if somebody was in shock you have three minutes to get that in yeah you know and, and so time frightens me as well especially yeah. when she's around people that mightn't be very sure True, you yeah. Know. You said yourself earlier, Lisa, like, you can be trained in something. And that, this comes from any walk of life. Like, yeah. you could be a trained paramedic. And as yeah. soon as you're sent out in your first ambulance and you come across a car crash, you could freeze. Yeah. Mm. And you don't know what to do. See, you know, so the, the fear of not knowing if you're going to do the right thing yeah. is also very difficult. I think, like, I, I'm great with other children. And, like, I am great with my own children as well. And I'm not trying to feed your egg. But, like, it, it, we won't need oh, to ring tools on you today. Oh, God. <laughs> not that they do good, job you, good job you said that. <laughs> Brilliant with other kids. My own. Not so much. No, I'm more patient. Social workers around every other day. <laughs> I actually have a social worker in the family. Oh, you're grand. You know somebody on the inside. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I, I get off with it, so. No, it's weird. I know not someone. that bad. <laughs> but, um, like, you know, it's, even that time with Hallie, like, my whole body was shaking. Yeah. Like, you know, but when I got in, I have to say, when I eventually got into Gairdock the other night, they weren't going, let me in because they weren't answering the phone, so I didn't have an appointment. Yeah. And I said, my daughter's having an allergic reaction. And then my fear as well is, okay, if in doubt, inject, and I fully believe that that is the case. But lately, I've been feeling I have time before to get that it gets to that because I had given her the antihistamine and then he was giving her the steroids in Cairdock and he actually turned around and said to me when I got in there he said you like you just got the timing so perfectly because she is having a reaction but the steroids have stopped it and because mm. she has got the antihistamine 
but he said I need to get the steroids when I, when I got there he said I need to get the steroids into her now so he injected her with them yeah so it's just but like somebody said um, well why didn't you just inject her rather than bring her to care of because if I inject her okay well and good it will save her life if, if she's that bad it will save her life but then again you do have to bring them to get their heart and all checked mm-hmm. after an administration of that like they, their heart will have to be checked yeah and there's that there's that sick feeling after it isn't there you know the come down from the yeah. adrenaline you were saying you know Hallie for the, the, the couple of days afterwards was uh, yeah she just tired and wore out yeah. yeah 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 she goes on a high first and then maybe it might be that night or the day after she's just she's just wore out yeah yeah um, you know I, I don't think people understand enough that this is a life threatening yeah. disease you know, this can this can kill and it has killed people. It's killed many yeah. people, you know, but I just think there's a flippancy to it as well. It's like, ah, oh, that'll be all right. It's only a food yeah. alley. You get a rash or something, you'll be OK, you know. Or like, you know, when you're in a, in a restaurant or somewhere and you're saying, oh, she's allergic to, you know, this, this and mm. this. And you can feel people staring at you. It's like they're thinking, is she only saying this now or she's probably, she'll be fine, like, you know. Mm. Yeah, like, you it's know, go, awkward. going back yeah. to the, 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 the celiac thing, you know, um, I know oh. a, a good friend of ours, Alan, is a uh, celiac and he was telling me a story about he... Um, <laughs> is she a good friend of mine, is she? <laughs> yes, I'm like, Jesus. what the fuck is being disclosed here? Like, I know a good friend of ours, Alan, is... Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but uh, he was telling telling me a story about um, going into O'Brien's for a sandwich and he was saying look I'm celiac uh, the girl behind the counter going well look are you actually celiac or you know are you just do you just want um, gluten free products he says no no I'm actually celiac she goes oh grand mm. she said because people come in and they ask for gluten free when they're not celiac yeah, yeah. and uh, gluten intolerant exactly but and they yeah. think it's like uh, you know uh, it's less carbs you know I won't put on yeah. as much weight or whatever you know so people don't take that seriously but I'm afraid that it's kind of it's in the same bracket as allergies like allergies are Same. very very serious yeah. the you know, see, and I think that that's the issue of how it actually started like you know the celiacs oh, and don't get me wrong I totally understand it's a condition as well mm. and people can yeah. be very sick and I understand that but I think that people can't just make the difference between them yeah mm. you know it, it, gluten can kill you if you're a celiac yeah yeah you know, it'll make you very sick, but it doesn't really kill you. Like, it, that annoys me now. And then, you know, some places we went into, we've seen signs that say, everything here contains nut. You're going, ah, oh, would you fuck off? Seriously. Yeah. You know, and I, I think actually that's a, I, I think that's against the law to, um, to kind of just have a sign up to say everything is this, you know, because I think by law you have to put your allergens down. Yeah. It is law menus. now, yeah. yeah. That, that, um, and like you know I'm kind of gone a bit braver now where someone says oh no look we can't no sorry now but this is law and this is life threatening can you just show me the allergen menu yeah now, I know a lot of places I don't know now if you found but do you know where it's so good with marking their allergies and stuff is McDonald's yeah I've heard that alright yeah they are it's actually the on the ball yeah, yeah they are mm. and you know and there's that difficulty as well that if you say right We'll go away somewhere for the day and we'll get a bit of food when we're out. 
Yeah. You know, and mm. you, you know, you see the likes of okay, McDonald's are pretty good, but you might see like KFC. I know I was handed a sheet before with all their allergens one day, and we couldn't get Cormac anything because there was egg in the batter yeah. of the the chicken that's also cooked in with the chips. Yeah. And you know that's a difficulty as well. You know your bog standard chip shop. They throw all the the, oh, the cod in with the the, the chips. chips. Yeah, it's all in the same oil and all this kind of stuff. So that's a difficulty. You know you have to you, you have to pre prepare everything. You know, like we can go on a picnic and we can bring everything that we know is safe. But you know, going for a family day out and saying, mm. "Come here, guy, we'll pop in for a treat." Let's go to Burger King. Yeah. You know Things what I mean? Which is takes for granted. Eh? Absolutely, which is lovely to be able to do. Except. You can't because you could be walking mm. back out going, sorry guys, we can't go in here because they don't cater for karma, you know, mm. which is very, very frustrating. It is. It's very hard. Or, you know, people talking about, oh, we're going to do this or we're going to do that. Well, mm. or even for us now, I know for us, like, obviously, we're, I live in Carlo. So we have this lovely forest walk. Not far. It's, it's less than 5k from my house. And um, somebody said, oh, does she want to uh, come for a walk like out in Oak Park? Mm. And I was like, no, because once you go to a certain stage, it's full of midgets and ants. Yeah. And if she gets bit by something, like, you know, she would, something would happen to her if she got bit, she'd come out with a reaction or something. So even stupid things like that are someone saying, we'll all go to Oak Park for a walk. No, I can't. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, it's it's that habit of being left out of things as well, that you, you don't want her to you know take that on as well and think that nobody wants me to go to these places yeah. you know or or else you know become a little bit antisocial you don't want that no mm. and he's, and that is that is 100% something that can happen mm. you know I, I don't I don't know if it's out of uh, I'll put the question to both of you if, if it's out of the experience of your own experience to describe it but why 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 is there any indications I've read but I don't want to read uh, any indications of why these are developing why the these, allergies yeah listen if you were to read and believe everything you read and stuff mm. I just don't I don't read anything about like I really don't like my friend Googles everything I don't Google anything I don't do anything like that I just because if I did, I would drive myself demented. You're right, yeah. Mm. It's not but, worth it, like. I, yeah. I think, I listen to her doctors and I do what they say. And if they tell me to do anything, I'll do it. And other than that, I just can't. Because mm. I will drive myself. I was gone, I was getting so stress and anxiety over it all. So I just kind of, I didn't let it go because I can't. I live with it every day. But I kind of just can't let it get in on me. Yeah. You're right. Like, you know, 24-7 thinking this, like, it's not, it's, it drives you insane. Yeah, no, you're right, and Google is a fucker, because if you Google sore toe, you'll see cancer, and you, ah, fuck, (laughs) I'm going to die. Yeah. You know what I mean? There seems to be a lot of different theories, and and around, uh, one was that we're too clean. Yeah. Seemed to be one of the things, you know, kids aren't uh, exposed to dirt and stuff as, and germs and developing that immunity and mm. that seems to have been put down a little bit now lack of vitamin D we're not getting out as much people are working indoors more um, I don't know if it's related but I was I was listening to something there recently of processed foods mm. um, and like that the emulsifier probably like egg and stuff like that that's put yeah, into yeah. it to preserve foods you know you know if you <laughs> you know it's interesting if you think back to you know if you're in your granny's house when you were younger and you know, there was bread. You used it that day and the next day, and that was it. Like, 
Yeah. Now you'll have now you'll have bread there for a week, like. Yeah, which is you scary know. in a way, you know. Like yeah. you, well, you but this fruit. is the process stuff, and what that yeah. what that does then is it affects the microbes in our stomach, and you know, it's the dietary changes. Yeah. It's so mm-hmm. like in my own reading. That's why I was saying, do you know anything of why why it's increased so dramatically? And it's yeah. not even like anything like it's not like you know with the autism it's like well we've more awareness now you know we can spot it it's like no no this isn't that it wasn't there yeah it wasn't there yeah and well, now look, it is now it is increasing you're right and you know you hit the nail on the head you're talking about granny's house you know what the, what were we brought up on we were brought up on potatoes veg and maybe a bit of meat yeah you know what yeah. i mean and that you're was it that two was, veg. That was you're it, meeting too veg that's it but Fish now <laughs> Yeah, and like <laughs> we had, we lads, we actually had to go out and pick our potatoes and veg if we wanted them for dinner. <laughs> there you go. That's organic. Yeah. That's, That's caramel. <laughs> no. Mommy had mommy had four of us under six. My daddy passed away very young, and oh. that was it. If you wanted your dinner, you go out to Granddad's garden, you pick your potatoes and veg. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But I mean, you know, now, well, I suppose not now, but you know, the last 30 years, you mentioned it, Alan, processed foods. Mm. You know, we're getting foods in from four corners of the earth. Mm. Yeah. You know, we're getting ingredients that are cheap from everywhere. And where, whereby years ago it was locally sourced potatoes, yeah. locally yeah. sourced veg, lo- locally sourced uh, meat. Now it's coming from all over the world and our mm. gut has changed completely. You mm. know, even in like, uh, you know, how often did you eat couscous growing up? You know, how often did you eat? <laughs> About as often as I eat it now. <laughs> <laughs> how many avocados have you eaten when you were younger? I, you I, know I just I mean? think like that, like an avocado or even, you know, the, as you said it there, the thing that struck me was strawberries. You know, when did you get strawberries? Well, you got strawberries when your man from fucking Wexford was at the side of the road selling them. Yeah. When do you get strawberries now? Anytime you want. Every time. Absolutely. Where's that strawberry from? Oh, South Africa. Yeah. You know, you get your you're getting your fruit from, you know, your bananas from Brazil or whatever. Mm. Um, you know, and it, it's not our environment. You know, yeah. we, it's not in our DNA. You know, the Peru is not in our DNA. Mexico is in, in our DNA, you know, yeah. and yeah. all these foods are coming from all over the globe. Mm. But, you know, a, a friend of mine pointed out to me recently and I thought he hit the nail on the head. He said, you never really heard of allergies years ago because that's what we were taking in. Mm. And well, was, you know, it's like you said before with um, Cueva and the pollen, locally mm. sourced honey. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, this this is it. This is what we've adapted to. Yeah. This is what. Did you know. ever try that, Lisa? By the way, uh, honey. Yeah, local honey. Um, oh, like Halley is so sensitive to everything. Mm. <laughs> like it's not, people are like, did you try this? No, I can't. Why she allergic to? Like they're so like even I don't know if you know um. Like, there's a really good cream that people talk about, La Roche-Posay. Mm-hmm. Hallie can't use that. Oh, is there hazel nut in it? Or no, it's just, almond. she's so... Uh, I don't think there is. Is there? There's there's almond in a lot of creams that you'd never think of. Yeah, and there is no... One of them I... is the... the, the uh, Babantum. There's actually almond in that. Is there? And, cream, yeah, people send that into creche for their kids and that. But, yeah, it does contain almond. I never knew that. Never we never that. knew it either. Somebody pointed... It could have been your group even, Lisa, that somebody yeah. pointed it out. But I remember going to the doctor after and the doctor going, wow, I've never noticed that before. Well, that's, this is what I was, I was just saying to my cousin because obviously now the baby has allergies and mm. I said to her, you know, shower gel, things like that. But one thing I would never, ever have guessed was went to the doctor, Hallie had an ear infection, gave her eardrops, got home, went to put the eardrops in, just happened to read the bottle. No oil. 
Do you know Unreal, what? Like, yeah. Just prescribed eardrops and yeah. have no eye in them. Yeah. I never had anxiety, but I fucking do now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, like, Jesus but they, they, I, feel, I feel a bit better now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I'm taking it off you, Lisa. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Alan will no longer be able to host a podcast because he's fucking riddled with anxiety. <laughs> he was grand until he had to worry about his fucking children developing allergies and... Holy but you know you, you mentioned children develop allergies I spoke to a chef before and I said look the usual you know uh, my little lad has an allergy to blah 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 blah." and the chef said to me he says uh, oh yeah no I cater for all that he said I developed an allergy when I was 40 wow mm. you're kidding me you know mm. 40 years of age and he developed a nut allergy and that completely changed his life but w- at least with the kids they grow up knowing this allergy yeah they know they have it they know how to work with it but it's completely different for an adult you know yeah um, but it's weird how it just you know my ma I think it was in her forties when she developed celiac like Shane was Shane would have been something closer as well like you know that's right yeah yeah these things yeah. oh yeah that's grand I'll eat as much bread as I want and then they go no nah, you ain't eating bread no more motherfucker and but that's yeah. it that's the change in life you know yeah um, but uh, you know look and even there's uh, you know there's conversations I'm fucking dreading I don't know about you Lisa but one of the conversations I'm dreading is having to talk to the child about going to the local disco and getting a shift off a young one. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, lads. Seriously, that's actually something that I have, like, hello, starting secondary school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm dreading it, Lisa. I'm dreading it. I, like, I have another I always, few years to go yet, but I'm dreading the conversation. I always say to Hallie, like, this is not a joke now. If, yeah. if you're going to go kiss a bite in five years' time, sorry, have what are you eating today? Yeah, what have you eaten? <laughs> might, be a bit soon, might be a bit sooner than five years, Lisa. Oh, no, look, lads. I'm, <laughs> the first of <laughs> no, I have a seventeen-year-old, so but like I'm old now, hope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned the Facebook group, Lisa. What what is that group? Can you let uh, me know? So, so I was here one night. I was gone over the bridge and down the other side. I nobody <laughs> understood what I was talking about. I was on another page, and they were like, the the admin said to me, "Look, Lisa, set up a page." Like you know, she said, "I don't understand that kind of you know." medication wise or whatever mm. and I was like right grand so I sat here and I was like I need a name for a page so I just put in Irish Allergy Support Group and that was it I mm. set it up and then actually there's one other admin on the group because she was there from day one I just said to her one night that requests were flying in by the minute like and I just couldn't keep up with it then I was given out that I had no one to talk to and then five minutes later I, it was like up. Yeah. <laughs> leave me alone Oh. Uh, and Lisa, I have to say, it's a, it's a fantastic page. It's really helped myself, my wife, and you know, even changes to different ingredients and foods and all that, and you know, um, information about uh, allergy nurses, doctors, people yeah. who are advising a few different things. Like it, it's amazing, you know. It's it's a group that comes together to support everybody, and it's yeah. it's fantastic, and it, it's great to be able to kind of just chat to like minded people as well. Yeah, and I know that's that people it. People like, are going through this as well. You know, you're not on your own. You're not that, and that was the reason I set it up. Like you know, to know that I wasn't alone because I felt so alone until like you know, mm. and now actually, a really good friend of mine as well. When she started, like even though she was always so understanding of me, like and things like that, but then when it happened to her, now she made Holly a cake, and Holly was like, "Oh my God, is this?" It was a chocolate orange cake. 
She's like, I can actually eat this cake, you know. Oh, wow. So she she goes above and beyond now because she knows what it's like. Yeah. But oh. up to that, I really didn't have anyone. I felt yeah. so alone. But that means that means a lot. That means yeah. a lot to a parent. Yeah. You know that somebody would go to that effort. Yeah. You know that's that's amazing. But Lisa, you obviously you have your full time job. You know you you you're a mother, um, and. It seems like the allergies is a full-time job. Yeah. And you were saying, you know, Holly goes to bed and you kind of let it all out. But what do you do? I mean, what do you do in order to help yourself? Like, before COVID, I I kind of, you know, my my outlet was like I'd go into Zumba dancing. Mm. And like, or going to, up to a friend for a cup of tea. Like, obviously, I can't do that now. Yeah. And... Um, you know, just kind of, and or go for a walk. Now I find during COVID, like I'll um, I'll actually go up to the school now early and park the car, and I'll go walking. And and then this evening we have like a kind of a walkway up near us, so I the girls will come with me for a bit of a walk. But you find it helps, anyways, Lisa. Definitely, like when the girls weren't back in school and they were here, like I go for say fifteen minutes and I've just put in my headphones mm. and like that'd give me a great headspace. Alan, after hearing this, you know, what advice do you have for parents from a mental health perspective? <laughs> He's trolling the time. I'm fucking I am like I thought it was bad enough with James having asthma and having to bring a having to bring his inhalers everywhere we go, like and, and the inconvenience of that, like the thoughts of going well, we can't go in there. Oh, we can't do that. We can't do mm. that. Oh, fuck, we don't have the pen. We may go home because it's literally life and death. Like, you know. I'm, and has happened, yeah. Yeah, I'm fucking... Uh, I'm traumatised. When <laughs> 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 I fucking pick that young lad up on Sunday and he's never getting out of me fucking arms again. <laughs> I'm, gra- I'm glad we dragged you down with us. That's brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> We're not alone. No. This used to be the straight talk in mental health. <laughs> Alan now tells you all about his experience of his anxiety. <laughs> but uh, how, uh, how would you recommend maybe managing anxiety a little bit better, you know, around the likes of that? Yeah, I mean, what what do you say to that? I mean, what what can you say around it? I mean, what do you say of to a parent like that? Of like Lisa spoke around and go, okay, you've had your child, you've you know, you've had life or death situations. Now, when you send them into school, and you hope nothing happens, mm. you you know, I, I I don't even know what to say to any of that. Like, mm. of well, that's uh, to be grand. <laughs> Yeah. And that's and you know obviously that's um, what's going on. And the same was like, ah, sure, you can have a little bit. He'd be grand. Mm. Oh, he fucking can't. Absolutely, he, yeah. He'd be he'd be grand, and you're all mental parents. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think yeah, looking after yourself, and you know, I think I think what you've you've mentioned there, P, of you know, Queeve is informed, the family are informed. Um, I suppose you you cut your cloth, you have to adapt, and mm. you know, you put you put everything in place, uh, and I suppose that's what Lisa spoke about of when when Hallie went off to school of, you know, giving up that control. You know, it's 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 easy to, to stave off anxiety when you have control. Mm-hmm. You know, it's grand, there's nothing here, we've none of them foods, we you know, we we're checking everything, we have all of that. So that that will decrease the levels of anxiety. But the uncertainty and going somewhere unfamiliar. Yeah. Um, that that takes it out of your hands and that yeah. that breeds anxiety. That's it. The the uncertainty is tough. It's the yeah. not knowing. Yeah. But you know, what would you say to a parent who's overzealous? You know, how would you would you tell them to kind of you know look after yourself a little bit more, or you know, kind of park park the allergy 
for a little bit and maybe concentrate yeah. on yourself. You know, the yeah, importance of, I mean, you know, you said it before, you know, you need to be healthy mm, mentally in mm. order for your kids to be healthy. You don't want to pass on anything to them or you don't want to give them your anxiety. How, yeah. how do you do that? Yeah, and, and I mean, you can say that. You can say that to them, but they won't. You know, how, no one stops being anxious by, by, by being told, don't be anxious. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, of getting, putting in place like that, that self-care of doing something for yourself yeah. or, you know, it's so important. And I think, you know, like that, you, um, regardless of, you know, if you're a single parent or, you know, you're in a couple of, I think where a lot of people get lost is, is to get lost in being a parent. You lose a bit of your identity. Yeah. You know, and you lose yourself and you lose the relationship because That's you just so true. become a parent. Yeah. And, you know, nearly defined by... Yeah. your child's allergies you know, that's I, it. I, 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 I actually that's me that you're talking about mm. <laughs> I actually lost myself for a long time mm. I just couldn't focus on anything else like yeah. this is life you? or death for my child like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and that's the thing so that's, you know it's hard to give that advice around it because I know and I know from you know any clients not, not around allergies but I know no amount of telling people to calm down or to it's know, don't be anxious or it'll be grand or yeah you know, because this is just too big. It's too big to take the chance that it might be grand. Mm. You know, this isn't like, you know, someone with anxiety go, well, just try going into the shop. Okay, well, you know, I tried. You know, you're, you're literally not going to die in that situation. Mm-hmm. But yeah. just try let your child go to the disco or just try to, you know, it, that's a whole other entity. So, And this is where the self-care is so important. And yeah. Actually, I had, I had a discussion with a client yesterday um, and she she made the great point of she says you know single parents have been forgotten about during lockdown mm. you know and they're having to do it all and they're there all the time with the child and you know that 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 kind of element and you know how do you pr- promote self care and that I was like well the child can't go anywhere else the child you know I am on I'm on guard twenty four seven on this and that's fucking exhausting yeah every, every parent knows that regardless of allergies or. You know, you mm. love them. I've said it on the podcast before. You love them, but same time, I'm still glad to see you go to bed in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I can, I can unwind it, yeah. and I can, I can let my guard down a little bit, and just around normal parenting. Did you find Lisa that um, I, I, we said it before? Uh, no offense to Irish mammies, you're an Irish mammy, but Irish <laughs> mammies tend to become martyrs. You know, <laughs> I will sacrifice everything for my child. Yeah. You know, but you, and and that's fair enough, and we do that as parents, but you need to look after yourself because you are, you know, as Alan said before in this podcast, you know, and I love the analogy of the, you know, when you get in an airplane and a mask drops in front of your face and the advice is to always tend to yourself before you tend to others, you know, so you are no good to your kids unless you were good to yourself. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I like that, whether it's Zumba or whether it's just getting for a cup of tea or Mm -hmm. a walk, you need something either to, to drain the anxiety away, to step away from it and do something that relaxes you or something to recharge your batteries. You know, yeah. when you are drained yeah. of, you know, catching up with someone and having a bit of crack or something, a hobby, yeah. an interest, either something to bring you down or something to bring you up when you mm-hmm. are down. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah. 
Lisa, thanks so much for talking to us. It's been absolutely fascinating and I know this is going to help so many people. So thanks so much for coming on. And again, the um, the, the Facebook group, if anybody wants to join, if you're still taking members and you're not inundated, yeah. Lisa, <laughs> is no. the Irish Allergy Support Group, isn't it? That's it, yeah. yeah. Perfect. And I have to say again, it's a fantastic group, loads of information. It's a community of people coming together and it's it's people doing what people do best. And no, and each other. no judgment and Absolutely. no question is stupid. Yeah. Absolutely. And th- that's pretty much the motto for this podcast. No question <laughs> yeah. is stupid. Yeah. Because there's a lot of stupid questions asked in this podcast, which end up not being stupid questions sometimes. So, you know, don't Le- be afraid to ask the dumb question. Yeah. Lisa, Peter put it to me there, but of, you know, what advice would I give? I don't know fucking shit about this. What advice yeah. would you give? What advice would you give to the parents living with this? You've had, you know, you've had your 12 years of it now. What, what advice would you give? Like, obviously... You know, it, it, things will be okay. You'll get a hand on it. Like, you know, it might just take time. Or, you know, you know, just to get you sued. You will probably, like myself, the way I went, but you will get there eventually. And as they get older, not that it gets easier, but they're more aware. Like, I know your child is too, probably can't explain themselves. You yeah. know, things like that. That's scary. But when they get that bit older, like Hallie knows now, you know, so mm. it does get easier, but definitely you need time for yourself. You need, you know, your own space. Don't lose yourself. Mm, I did. Yourself. I lost myself in all this. I found yeah. myself again, though, lads. <laughs> 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 I'm back. <laughs> back with a to hear it. Now, that was Straight Talking Allergies. We hope you liked what you heard. If so, you can give us a rating, subscribe, leave a comment. If you think someone you know would benefit from this podcast, by all means, share it with them on your social media pages. It could make a big difference in their lives. We'd love to hear from you as well. Anything you want to discover, discuss, or talk about, uh, or if you've got a story to tell, just like Lisa, we'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch by email, hello at stmhpodcast.com. Find us on Twitter at SCRA Talking Pod. We're on Facebook and Instagram as well. And big shout to Fiona Bryan for the podcast music and a big shout to Aideen from Digital Design Lab for all our cool graphics you'll see in our social media and our website normally I fling Alan under the bus at the end of every episode Lisa and I get him yeah. to give us like a, um, a word of inspiration or something yeah. like that but I think you hit the nail on the head there don't lose yourself don't lose yourself things will be okay in the end Dream talk. Mental. Mental.